Hello and welcome to the 250, your weekly podcast looking at the IMDb's top 250 movies of all time, and sometimes the bottom 100 as well. I'm Darren. And I'm Andrew. I'm Giovanna. And I'm Babu. And this week we're taking a look at a movie on the bottom 100. This is Race 3, which is a movie that we've been waiting to cover for quite a while. It came in quite late last year. If anything, it's actually sunk in the ratings. It came in at 34. It's now at 28, the 20 wor- 28th worst movie of all time. Wow. And it, this is a kind of an interesting one for myself and Andrew, because over the past couple of years that we've been doing the podcast with the help of Giovanna and with Babu, we've been sort of delving into the world of Bollywood and Indian cinema in general. And we kind of, all the movies that we covered so far have been sort of like Amir Khan movies. Mm-hmm. They've been very sort of respectable, polished. In some ways, maybe uh, we sort of discussed sort of aimed at the, the international market in some ways with the casting and stuff like that and the structuring this Race 3 is an interesting film because I think when it finished Giovanna remarked that this is very much a typical Bollywood film in some respects would would that be fair to say? Uh, Yes because uh, basically uh, this film is very different from uh, the Amir Khan's film of course because uh, uh, there is uh, no social commentary no uh, denouncing of any injustice, uh, the, there is no refinement of sort, it's just uh, um, a pure entertainer and, uh, and it's a vehicle for um, uh, the, the main lead, Salman Khan, who um, is uh, strong and um, does everything right and is fast and is uh, an expert in wielding weapons and uh, all the girls are really sexy and uh, they fight as well, like, uh, I mean, um, professionals and they are not uh, kind of themselves in distress but uh, uh, still it has um, uh, a lot of the typical cliches of Bollywood like uh, uh, for example is made of set pieces like all these uh, um, scenes uh, that um, like um, with fast cars uh, and fights and so on that are aimed at entertaining the public they're not aimed at uh, doing anything else it's just for mere entertainment and then all the love songs uh, in exotic locations uh, the, especially the first one in uh, the mountains because it's typical of Bollywood to have love songs uh, in uh, um, snow-clad mountains because uh, the uh, scenery is very different from uh, what a typical um, everyday Indian would be used to so uh, for them uh, the mountains are uh, a very very exotic uh, uh, scenery more than uh, uh, like um, sand and uh, sea and beaches because uh, uh, for them the um, scenery of uh, the mountains is very very um, exotic and very appealing and uh, so there are many songs here songs and, and dance sequences and they are again merely for entertainment so I mean even the, this film didn't uh, receive uh, good reviews from uh, Indian critics because obviously they uh, criticized the fact that it was uh, merely a vehicle for uh, Salman Khan uh, to uh, show off basically but uh, uh, the story wasn't uh, uh, a good story and uh, um, it has all these cliches about family, about uh, uh, you know um, traditions and uh, the hero was uh, um, this uh, larger than life character physically but, as well as uh, you know sort of emotionally yes, or psychologically yes exactly exactly always showing uh, his muscles <laughs> and everything but that's uh, typical in a lot of uh, Salman uh, Khan fans uh, would uh, 
I enjoyed that kind of display. So the, the film was uh, particularly successful um, with audiences because uh, um, the audiences uh, liked it for, for what it was, for uh, an entertainer. It, it opened before Eid, actually, as well, um, I, if I remember correctly. And it was the last big Bollywood film before Sanju, which I think you've talked on the podcast about before. So it did have a very clear run at the at the box office. Well. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, very often Salman's uh, film are opening for Eid uh, because of Eid is for uh, um, Muslims, uh, what uh, Christmas is uh, for um, um, Western Catholic people and so on. So it's, uh, it was the big... Uh, um, uh, holiday season movie, you know, and uh, people enjoy going to watch and uh, uh, watch uh, Salman Khan's film um, uh, during Eid. And in fact, uh, it was uh, particularly good. Uh, I mean, uh, in terms of box office, uh, in uh, in the opening uh, weekend, I mean, uh, it was uh, I think the highest uh, opener in uh, in the year. So I mean, uh, it was uh, quite successful in terms of box office. But obviously, I mean, uh, the quality for um, <laughs> for Western people is not there. <laughs> well, this this is interesting because uh, one of the things about it, as you mentioned, it did very well at the box office, and a lot of Salman Khan fans loved it. It's interesting, obviously myself and I, I'm going to assume, I'm going to make an assumption. Andrew, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong here. Right. Neither myself nor Andrew have seen Race 1 or Race 2. No. Yeah. Is there a Race 1? <laughs> Is there a Race 2? Yes, did yes. It? Or did they go, yeah. Or they just there jumped straight past the first two Rocky seasons. But they, they starred, I believe, Saif Ali Khan? Yes, exactly, exactly. And then uh, Jacqueline Fernandez was there as well. And then... Um, uh, Anil Kapoor was there in a different capacity. So, yes, uh, I mean, um, they were um, um, successful as well, of course, uh, but uh, uh, this one was a bit uh, different because they tried to uh, go overboard with the stunts and with the location and everything to make it so more what, plush. Is this a trilogy? Well, this is a I reboot, mean, I think. It's, I, I don't think it's they, a trilogy. I, I think it's the different people starring in, yeah. the, in the later films. Yes. And different directors as well. He, yes. like the, the director in question, what, didn't come back what is the relationship between them yeah <laughs> uh, it's a bit like uh, the fast and the furious that uh, they did uh, seven or eight uh, i mean but uh, the they have this they're, they're the same <laughs> apart uh, from tokyo drift which ironically is the kind third playing playing the same characters and and but, and you're, there are people from Tokyo Drift in, in later yeah. ones. Later, but, you, but you have to keep in mind that movies. if you watched Fast and Furious and was it uh, the second Fast and Furious movie, and then watched Tokyo too Drift, Fast, too, furious. too Fast, Too Furious, yes. No, if people. you watched those two and then watched Tokyo Drift, you'd be like, why is there a different director doing this? Why are there different characters? Why is this a different world? What is the connection to the previous two films? So you know, I'm suggesting that maybe but Race they, Five will bring in. They didn't call us um, uh, Fast, Fast and Furious Three. They call it Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, it's and too it, fast, too furious. Yeah. That so had, uh, different characters. In it. it well, it had it had Paul Walker. It didn't have Vin Diesel. Yeah. I, but, I think what happened with the well. So if they said with been, Fast and the Furious, it was slightly different because I think. At the time, uh, Vin Diesel had a, a number of films that he could do as sequels. Yeah. Pitch Black, I think, Chronicles Pitch Black of Riddick were the ones. was the that one that he went for because he wanted a lot of money for Fast and the Furious and they weren't willing to pay him. So he chose to do Pitch Black that didn't do so well. And then, if you but remember, it, there was Ice... There, weren't there three of them? Or three or four? Uh, they, they, pitch Perfects? Uh, no. I'm sorry, not uh, Pitch, pitch Black. <laughs> <laughs> there, there were three Pitch Perfects. <laughs> 
Um, which, but, yeah, there was, there was um, really good as Pitch well. Black and Chronicles of Riddick. And then Riddick, which yeah. Riddick, belated, yeah. so like, low-budget sequel. There were three um, Riddick movies. Uh, Pitch Black um, yeah. uh, uh, People were amazed at the time that there had been so many uh, Pitch, Black, Pitch Black and Riddick movies and only one um, Independence Day. <laughs> of course, now there have been two. And, and we're they got what they wanted. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly what they wanted. But I mean, this is interesting because this is one of the things about the reaction to Race 3. Because, like, obviously, this is the apparently the 20 worst, 28th worst movie of all time. And we'll talk about that in a second. But apparently a large part of the response online to this was, as, as Giovanna pointed out, like, Sam and Khan fans were very, very happy with this. In fact, apparently, like, Khan came on board and he was saying that this was... He's, he's in his 50s, but this is the first, according to him, now I don't know how accurate this is. Well, that's very young. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, 50s, mid-50s is, is the new, you know, 25 or 30s. <laughs> exactly. But, um, I wish. He was, he was saying he was 52 years old, and he was saying that this was the first time that he'd done a full-blown musical action bonanza. Um, he'd basically been offered the script two years earlier. It wasn't to his specifications. He spent two years tailoring it. He fired the director. He brought in the director, Remy de Souza, um, who was a choreographer, primarily. Um, and basically, according to people who worked on the production, um, this is basically a directed by Salman Khan film. The director was directed by Salman Khan to the right. point where Salman Khan announced that the director would not be returning to Race 4 after he came out and said that Race 3 was a sometimes trying experience for him as a director. And Salman Khan was like, okay, fine, you're not back for Race 4. Um, but it kind of, it's it's interesting because there was a, a large part of the response online, I don't know how accurate this is, seemed to be that we want Race 3, we don't want Debang 3. Debang right. being these big Salman Khan vehicles from I think 2010 roughly and yes. they're they're there the sort of two of them yeah. as well because yes. I think Debang the first one did very well Giovanna will correct mm. me but the yes, second did. one did very well as well but I think the second one was directed by his brother exactly yeah. by Salman Khan's brother so but I think he's at the point now where he can pretty much do anything yeah. and so but this was like uh, do you remember Doom because yes, Doom they, had different um, leads in the first two Doom. And the third one. They traded the up third to one Amir Khan. Yeah, exactly. yeah. So I think this is kind of something very similar. Is that based the first on the video two... game or nothing to do with it? <laughs> no, uh, no, no, no. They no. spell and pronounce it differently. Yeah. <laughs> but um, Doom 3 I really enjoyed. And that was, you know, that did very well in America as well. It was kind of with, yeah. you know, Amir Khan. But I, I think that um, this one does have the, the, you know, it's got the sheen of a, a big Hollywood movie from the very beginning. Yeah. You know, all of the the titles, you know, the kind of the... the it has intros. a James Bond teaser and yeah. introduction yeah. kind of thing going on. And There's a lot got, about it. It's yeah. very kind of Fast and the Furious. Yeah, but, particularly the last couple, you know, where they were set in Dubai and yeah. uh, this kind of thing. Because if you look at the setting, it seems to be shot in Cambodia with a massive skyscrapers, maybe Dubai. I don't know. Uh, 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 the scene in um, uh, Far East Asia, where in um, uh, Thailand. Uh, Thailand, uh, yeah. Yes, yes. Because you see all these massive skyscrapers at the back. And they were in Dubai, uh, yeah. definitely, yes. And, and they then, go to Beijing and stuff like that as a matter of the plot as well. Yeah, yeah. it's it's very much just globetrotting. It's yeah. kind of interesting that you Pretty should... much like the Fast and the Furious ones, yeah. the latter ones. Well, that's it exactly. You mentioned yeah. Fast and Furious. Like, when I was watching this, I was thinking, is Salman Khan the rock of, like, the race franchise? Because, like, the Fast and the Furious have, like... The Fast and Furious began as movies about street racing. Yeah. He's positioning and, himself as the Vin Diesel. Yeah. In, in Except he's just ousted the Vin Diesel, presumably. 
But like the it because it looks like I don't I haven't seen Race One and Race Two, but this Neither has the feel knows. of remember those like Fast and Furious movies. So the first four Fast and Furious movies were about racing cars. Yeah, they're about like drag racing on the LA drag scene or the Tokyo drag scene. The first three, the yeah. first three, and I think the fourth one had an element of that as well. Yeah, and then with the fifth one, they start becoming superhero movies with cars. James where, Bond. Yeah, that's it. Where very few people actually do any racing anymore no. as a result of that. And I'm watching Race Three, and again, we're going to talk in more depth in the spoilers on about it. But like, it spoils very little to say despite how often the characters and the soundtrack say the word race race there's actually very little actual racing going on in this movie no I was thinking kind of um... we're coming back to the race oh um, like <laughs> they, were, they, were, they were talking about going to like we've already mentioned Cambodia I was thinking kind of like um, but of, of course there's going to be some reason why they can't fly there or, 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 or get there just in a like helicopter cut, commercial plane cut to Cambodia yeah <laughs> um, I was thinking oh it's going to be like a um, like an amazing race sort of situation thing yeah where they have to like um, uh, but no no there's very um, little racing in a movie yeah. called race 3 a lot of talking about racing there are chases singing. I think yeah. race is the, the, it's like a metaphor isn't it because they talk about the yeah. race of life yeah um, they're really stretching. <laughs> they really, really. It could have been called Chase. Yeah. Chase Tree. Chase <laughs> but, probably would have made a bit more cause, sense because there are some chases, but they're not going. They're not. They're, they're not getting um, like to a finish line yeah. or anything. Um, yeah. We run this race, race, never tire of the chase, chase, and the race begins again. Okay. Um, again. <laughs> but yeah, um, we're going to talk about the movie in a bit more depth. But just generally, this was the first time. I'd watched a Salmon Khan movie. And like the past four times that we had watched these kind of Indian films, they're Amir Khan productions. And they are, Prince as we mentioned, Santi, Ligan, PK, yeah. yeah. Um, these sort of like, they're very polished productions. And, and Amir Khan is like a very good leading man. I've joked that he's like, he's like Daniel Day-Lewis from the neck up and Tom Cruise from the neck down. Yeah. Salmon Khan watching him here doesn't seem to have quite that level, maybe, of, like, dramatic versatility. No, I, would that I be think, fair? Um, yes, it would be. <laughs> I, I think that, I mean, Jovan has been the academic here. Um, he has a specific audience that Salman Khan um, appeals to, and he doesn't really make... Other than Tube Light, I remember Tube Light a couple of years ago. Yeah, but then and that flopped. It flopped. And it was but, directly before Race 3, so Race 3 is kind of a return to form, is it? Possibly, okay. yeah. I, I think he, he, he knows what his audience is, and he doesn't step beyond that. Um, uh, you know, he doesn't try and challenge himself. He doesn't make social dramas, and then, you know, a, a, a big production kind of audience-pleaser, blockbuster type. He just makes blockbusters in general i think some of his films there was one that he did where he he was uh, there was a lost child that got separated from his pa- from her parents um and that was an interesting film that he made um, well was it like was it a sort of social drama or was it in the style of something like this with action beats and uh, set pieces um i think there was action beats remember that Yes, yes, uh, and, uh, but uh, that was um, uh, again um, um, he was a, a hero. film. Uh, yes, that um, has uh, some uh, social uh, engagement because he was talking about uh, um, uh, an Indian man yeah. helping a Pakistani child. Okay. 
to go back to Pakistan and uh, Pakistan so obviously that's and China couldn't uh, cross the border legally so they had to do it illegally with the help of a, um, a journalist and uh, so it was um, it was um, um, a different film but again it was a uh, uh, a film that uh, allowed Salman to play his part in terms of the hero, of the guy that does uh, the right thing, uh, the guy who is strong, who protects, uh, who is uh, uh, vulnerable and who is strong with uh, the bad guys. But uh, uh, it has uh, also uh, something to say in terms of the conflict between India and Pakistan. But um, and basically, um, this film is very different because it's um, uh, just an entertainer and that's uh, uh, why it's, um, it is a bit jarring to, to watch uh, films that uh, are um, of a certain quality that can be enjoyed even by a Western audience and then uh, watch a film that uh, is made just for entertainment and just for um, a specific audience that um, are Indian audiences uh, mainly uh, guys who enjoy watching a strong man uh, doing uh, the right thing, uh, um, outwitting everybody else and uh, basically uh, uh, being triumphant in the end and uh, even the, the, the scenes in which uh, he fights, uh, he rips off his shirts and fights, these are typical scenes that you would find in, um, in an Indian action movie, in a typical Bollywood movie, you know, because uh, audiences really like when they see the hero, because they yeah. really call him the hero, fighting against the villain, uh, just uh, without uh, any shirt, just with his uh, bare... Nothing but nature. Yes, exactly, exactly, and th that's something that is uh, really enjoyable for audiences, and so uh, they are conscious that they need to, to give them that, because, for example, with Tube Light, that uh, was a film where Salman tried to play a uh, mentally challenged guy, and... Um, uh, he was a kind of a Forrest Gump character. Yeah. It didn't work because uh, the audience expect uh, something yeah. specific from Salman. They expect uh, a smart guy, uh, a guy that... Uh, Always fixes his doing. hair. Yeah, exactly, exactly. A cool guy. So, I mean, if he plays something different, he's not going to work. Yeah. And in fact, he never plays the villain, for example. He's always the good guy. He's always the hero because wow. people need... Uh, <laughs> hey, no, people we're going to talk about that in a bit more depth. To see around. him yeah. as a hero, as somebody <laughs> yeah. that is uh, uh, saving the day, basically. <laughs> I suspect Andrew has something to offer about that when we get to the spoiler zone yeah. uh, but actually before we jump in and this is kind of curious to me we're going to ask what we made of the movie ourselves in in a moment we're going to ask like do you think that it belongs on list of bottom 100 is it among the worst films you've ever seen but i'm kind of curious this is one of the few indian movies there's a lot of turkish movies on the bottom 100 this is as far as i can see the only indian movie that ranks on the bottom 100 at the moment um, and i'm wondering if like giovanna as somebody who knows Gundai as well. Oh, Gundai is on there as well? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, but is there a reason why this is singled out? Like, when we're watching it, is this, like, is this a bad example? You mentioned this is a typical Bollywood film, but is this a bad example of a typical Bollywood be film? Worse. Yeah. No, but, yeah. but it's because basically uh, nowadays uh, even um, Indian audiences have become more sophisticated because um, um, most of them are used to 
um, watching uh, uh, Hollywood films, uh, they, uh, and they, they are, uh, even um, now that uh, the Indian middle classes are growing and growing, they're getting used to going to multiplexes and watching uh, art films, uh, not uh, only uh, blockbusters from the West, and so they are becoming more sophisticated in uh, what they expect from a movie. And uh, this film instead is a very typical, I mean, uh, old style uh, Bollywood, like, uh, I mean, even if uh, they uh, invest a lot on uh, special effects, uh, on location, on um, uh, luxury cars and so on, still uh, it's, um, uh, it's still um, um, an old concept of a Bollywood film in terms of uh, and um, the teams, no, because it's all about sexy women, it's all about strong men, about ruthless criminals, about a, a family saga, and all these kind of things. Glamorous no? location. And uh, yes, of course, the glamorous location, uh, a lot of emphasis of, uh, on song and dance sequences that uh, a lot of uh, um, um, contemporary uh, Indian films are uh, ditching or uh, anyway are doing in a, um, different ways because uh, the, the story has, uh, uh, has more importance. No? And instead here a lot of emphasis is uh, given uh, to the um, uh, song and dance sequences that are very elaborated and so on because this is what uh, um, are aiming to to produce in order to sell the film because even the, uh, the songs are a very important part of a Bollywood blockbuster and instead, for example, in the case of Salman Khan, uh, of um, Amir Khan's film, uh, that is not the case because uh, the, the most important thing is the film, is the story and uh, mm. how it's uh, okay. is conveyed. So that is the difference because uh, this is uh, a film that is uh, made last year but uh, um, feels older. Is, yes, yes, it tries yeah. to, to replace uh, the old uh, concepts of uh, Bollywood film. I mean, at the same time, there, there, there are parts of it that are not too different to, to, to bits of, of, of Amir Khan, as in, like, kind of... Um, kind the of gay re, panic re, re, musical re, from PK, <laughs> for example. No, so. like, yeah, but kind of recognising familiarities, like, um, um, even kind of in the structure, like the... 20 or 30 minutes um, romantic subplot <laughs> where, where, where it goes from kind of um, from the, the movie you're watching to, to cover um, this kind of uh, um, meet cues yeah. yeah for for um, over, over, over a period of time of course in, in including a, a musical number which we saw in PK as well yeah and here um, we get two separate meet cute musical numbers almost. I think, yeah. yeah. We, one either side of the intermission. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just uh, before we jump into the s'mores on, then I guess we'll, we'll ask the question. Because, I mean, you guys had seen this before. Joanna, yeah. Baba, you'd seen it in the cinema. So do you think that this movie belongs on a list of the worst 100 movies ever made? I, I think that, for me, um, see, Joanna and I really enjoyed uh, Ecta Tiger. And I think the difference... Which is another Salman Khan movie. Yeah, and I think that... Um, shot in Dublin. Part. Shot in Dublin, yeah. yeah. But the, the interesting thing was that um, the really director, the, the guy who directed... The, um, Kabir Khan. Kabir Khan. He was a really good director. So he made, even though, it was, again, it was a big budget movie, it was a really good movie. And I think um, with this one, this is a big budget movie, but it seems slightly lazy in the way that 
the action sequences don't really it's like saying okay we'll have a big budget we'll got all the cars helicopters you know everything's nice and shiny beautiful women but then it just doesn't really work so it's disappointing because some of the things that you see happen you you're i mean you were laughing all the way through because you found it just ridiculous yes whereas hector tiger uh and some of them they're ridiculous because they are by definition going to be action films that are not to be taken too seriously they're popcorn movies But, but this one was a popcorn movie, movie, but it was yeah. it was so stupid that yeah. you know um, it didn't really, and it was disappointing. Yeah, that was the thing because you, when I went to see Race, I was really looking forward to it because you look at the trailer and go, oh, this is, oh, I can't wait. And then when we got out of it, I thought that was so stupid. Yeah. I mean, and that's a shame. Whereas Hector Tiger really enjoyed it. Yeah, and it was really good fun. Yeah, so. but Hector uh, Tiger had a um, social um, uh, team as well because it was about uh, again uh, the conflict between India and Pakistan and um, uh, about uh, basically these uh, um, Pakistani um, um, secret agent and uh, these uh, Indian secret agent falling in love. And uh, so, uh, I mean, uh, that was um, um, a different team and uh, it was more engaging because it was talking about um, the social issues uh, and political issues uh, in India. And instead, uh, I mean, um, I didn't expect much from um, Ray Stary because I knew that he was going to be just an entertainer. I mean, I, mm, I didn't yeah. expect uh, anything. And then, uh, I mean, uh, even uh, the director was... Um, uh, a director that uh, is more um, uh, interested in uh, choreographing uh, yeah. like uh, good sequences and so on rather than uh, uh, in producing good content or thought provoking content so I, I didn't expect uh, anything uh, like Ecta Tiger when uh, when I went to watch uh, Ray Starry definitely but it's just that I think that so many Indian films now have got really good direction and so was say the 70s it was all about getting the star onto the screen and it didn't really matter. The director was just, you know, it wasn't so important. But now I think that the director, so many of the Indian films now are really shot with a lot of style. Yeah. You know, and you can tell that it's not just point and shoot. It's a lot of thought has gone into it. So this is why it was such a shame that this one didn't quite reach work. that level. Yeah, it yeah. didn't reach that level. It, I just thought it was a little bit lazy. It's, and that's why you were laughing all the way yeah. through, Matt. Perhaps. It's, it's worth noting, by the way, you mentioned that uh, Kabir Khan, who directed Ek the Tiger and who also directed Tube Light uh, with uh, Salman Khan, he directed both of them. Yeah. And he, I believe, anyway. I think and he did another mm-hmm. film as well, years ago called New York. Yeah. Yes, so yes. That but, was a really uh, good Salman wasn't there. But uh, Kabir Khan, he swore off working with Salman Khan. Really? Um, because he found that when he was doing Tube Light, he found him unmanageable as an actor. He was trying to manage the set and the production and the direction as well. And the suggestion is that on this movie, Khan basically brought in somebody who he knew he could could do what he's told. He could do what he, he would do what he's told, and it kind of feels that way when you're watching it. It feels almost like race through. And again, I don't know. I, I don't have a frame of reference for standard Bollywood movies. It's the first Salman Khan film I've seen, so I don't know if all the other ones are exactly like this. But this one feels almost like a monument built to honor Salman Khan. Well, he's like, so big he's now because he's got his own um, production company. Production of Salman Khan films. Yeah. And I think the thing is, like, if you look at the top 10 box office attractions in the world now, I think three of them were included, the, the Khans, yeah. the Hollywood now, uh, or other Bollywood film stars, are hitting that top 10 because um, their films are around the world 
globally they're they're attracting a lot a lot of you know kind of audience so they they make a lot of money so they're now in the position where they can sort of dominate have their own production companies make their own films and um really maybe a bit self-indulgent perhaps yeah. to the point but as Giovanna said that it, he knows what his audience is he's been a star for a long time He's 52 years old, so I'm assuming he's been in the hey, game for exactly, 20, 30 years. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of young guys out there who are better physiques, better acting, but he's still on top. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, but because, um, I mean, in terms of um, um, Indian audiences, they expect uh, certain things from a hero. I mean, because they know that, uh, for example, Amir Khan makes quirky films, uh, uh, makes films uh, that are uh, uh, denouncing uh, um, particular social problems, and so uh, they, they know what to expect from him. But uh, from Salman, they expect uh, something different. They expect action, they expect uh, muscles, uh, they expect uh, uh, entertainment, and if they don't get it, uh, then they don't... Um, uh, uh, yes, uh, they uh, they are disappointed. They don't appreciate the film, and even Salman doesn't have this wide range because he has always played the hero. Mm. So he he's not like, um, uh, for example. Uh, um, uh, Amir okay. Khan, who can play the villain, for example, or uh, he can play a vulnerable character. No, Salman is always uh, uh, yeah. um, the hero that maybe is a bit uh, gullible at the beginning, but then uh, is, uh, it is because he has a good heart, but uh, then he's the one who saves the day, who managed to get uh, the girl and everything. Turns the table. Uh, and... Exactly, exactly. And, and this is uh, what, uh, what he does. And uh, this is uh, his character. So that's why Tube Light didn't work out because uh, basically he was asked to do something that uh, wasn't within his character and it wasn't uh, going to be appreciated by his audiences. Well, I'm imagining, well, the way that you're describing both Salman Khan's persona and what we've seen in the film and the way that you've described Tube Light, I'm imagining Forrest Gump starring Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, yeah exactly, kind of thing, something like that. Because there was a scene in Tube Light where he, he, he's kind of a vulnerable character so, and he, he's seen as someone who's not particularly bright and then you see people making fun of him and even striking him and getting away with and you it. You look at the size of him and you think, uh, yeah. And you so you, you wouldn't imagine like now you see him in this film where he's beating up everybody, you know. And is he's, it, is yeah. it is it what's his name? Tog Speedman in Simple Jack. Yeah. <laughs> you never name? go full. Yeah. yeah. It was, oh yeah. yeah. The, the the Ben Stiller character <laughs> yeah. in, in in Tropic, Tropic Thunder. Thunder yeah. yeah. But I think it's just it reminds me of a, of a, a quote that Paul Newman said that you know in his. In the heyday of his stardom, where you know the the sixties and the seventies, he said that audiences once you become a star in Hollywood, you know audiences have a certain expectation of the kind of role that you're going to play, and they they're not going to necessarily accept you outside of that. So some films that you make that are outside of that role of that expectation are going to fail, and it's the same as with uh, Kirk Douglas playing know, Van Gogh or you know the painter. Yeah. Wasn't going to work. I remember there was a oh. scene with um, a John Wayne. It's, it's, oh, playing Genghis Khan, which yeah. is very much outside his range yeah, for other and, reasons and, and as John, well. But John, I remember John Wayne having a conversation with uh, Kirk Douglas in one of the interviews that Kirk Douglas was giving, and he said, "John, John Wayne couldn't believe that I was playing this. What are you doing, playing a, a painter? You know, this is not something we do. You know, so it's that kind of frame of reference, I guess." <laughs> 
but that happened even uh, for example uh, with Ben Stiller when he started uh, playing a more serious character yeah. for example in Noan Baumbach uh, film oh, Greenberg then I remember that uh, I was at the cinema and there were people who were asking for the money back because <laughs> they were uh, expecting to watch a comedy yeah. because they said mm. Ben Stiller it's a comedy you know and then uh, they, they found a uh, really um, deeply psychological film uh, a, a really different film that wasn't really what uh, they were in the mood for watching because they wanted our silly comedy you know yeah, and but, so well, that's that, the uh, thing. that to put up signs in cinemas for, and it's funny you mentioned yeah, Greenberg that's yes. exactly the one that to put up um, signs in cinemas saying they will not give you refunds if it's not <laughs> the Ben Stiller movie that you thought you were getting I remember I, I, I imagine they had to do something similar for the um, uh, Bill Hader Kristen Wiig Oh, the skeleton <laughs> twins, the yeah, Sundance yeah. movie. Exactly. Yeah. Um, where where, where you, go, you go along expecting... Like this quirky to, Saturday Night Live yeah, yeah. kind of duo to do their thing. Um, and it's like, no, you, so, get, you do get a dance scene. You get a gift scene, right? You get some, like a, sometimes that kind of casting, though... Um, of somebody against type can kind of work for the for uh, for the movie, yeah. Because the audience can kind of have an expectation of of who that character is based on what they what uh, they already know, yeah. And then have that, and then have that yeah, yeah. Like like I think Denzel Washington in Training Day, but that requires like a level of skill. Like Denzel Washington is like in a league almost of his own as far as actors go. So you're like, I can trust Denzel Washington to play against his image because he's yeah, yeah. you know. Whereas on the other hand, again, if it's like Sylvester Stallone, you're a bit more skeptical of it or, or like um the the actor playing dick jones in robocop was mostly known <laughs> for kind of like um oh lovable, lovable avuncular yeah. kind of ronnie cox yes yeah. and then sort of became ironically typecast as the hard ass when he popped up on next generation and stuff like that yeah and stargate but anyway before we jump into the spore zone so i asked you do you think that this belongs on a list of the bottom 100 films ever made uh, i don't know that's a bit of a strong statement yeah that is a very strong I, statement. i'd say the reason that is probably there because it's one of those films that would have um, probably a lot of people went to see it because, as Giovanna said, it was a huge hit. Um, but probably because many people found it disappointing, that's why they're saying it's rubbish. Then, and that's why it's one of his. So it's there's probably, a really strong heightened backlash. To it's it. probably one of the worst films he's made, but that doesn't mean it's one of the worst films ever made. Ever made. That would be a strong, yeah. you know, because but, it is watchable. It's just painful because if you've watched some of his like i i i love dexter tiger and that's why i was expecting something along those lines because mm. oh great big budget <laughs> giovanna's shaking her head furious. in the background here um, it's called race three and yeah it should be good do you know what I mean? and it wasn't and that was well you know you laughed all the way through so yeah. i've said that several times but you know it was just it was a shame because it yeah. was it was a little bit lazy that was the thing because they could have they had all of the ingredients there you know, uh, that make this kind of film a uh, Fast and the Furious type. Very expensive cars, you know. A good great, cast on paper. Like, good you know. cast, mm. um, glamorous swimming, glamorous locations, fast cars. Action sequences of Everything and the budget that was there. But it, they didn't make full use of it because they weren't... Um, the action sequences just weren't uh, innovative, if okay. you like. Not to say that they have to be innovative, but they were just plain silly. 
I actually quite like the action sequences. It was for me, it was everything but the action sequences were the problem. But then you saw at the at the end, there's bits of it where you know, say, oh, formation where they're trying to protect Z the, formation, the and then they drive off. In yeah, different and they directions. drive up into a certain way, so it allows one of the cars the, to the, ride in the middle, ride in the middle, and shoot both of the the drivers of the car, and they go off. And then I, just I have that's a ridiculous theory about this. You might talk about when we get to the spoiler zone about the director of the film and his background in choreography. But Giovanna, what about yourself? Do you think well, that... Aren't you, are, are you going to ask the question a third time? Yeah, okay. Well, Giovanna, what about you? Would you consider I was, to, I was trying to think it in my head. It's, it, Darren really wants a straight answer to that question. <laughs> He's asked it twice. Is he going to ask a third time? <laughs> no, I think I'll move on to Giovanna. <laughs> but Giovanna, would you consider this... Do you think this movie belongs on a list of the worst 100 movies ever made? No, I don't think. Uh, I mean, uh, because it was a film that was made uh, merely for entertainment. It wasn't uh, boasting to have a fantastic storyline. I mean, okay, the um, uh, plot uh, had a lot of twists and turns. Uh, but again that was merely for entertainment because uh, this film was made for the typical um, Salman Khan fan who wants to see him being strong and effective who wants to see um, uh, nice cars expensive uh, uh, hotels and uh, lavish locations and beautiful women and uh, then a fancy and a nice choreographed dance uh, song and dance sequence and uh, all these things were delivered so it's not uh, a film that uh, okay if you compare it to Schindler's List or <laughs> some, some other deep uh, movie obviously is um, uh, is not a good film it's not uh, something that is uh, worth watching but uh, I mean it's um, for what it is uh, I mean I think it's uh, um, it's uh, an okay film it's not the best Bollywood film but uh, I, I mean it's not the worst either but I'd rather sit through this again than Tree of Life that which got a extremely good review but it was the most I actually watched Tree of Life last weekend so tread very carefully yeah and, and also <laughs> yeah. go for it go for it go for it fight yeah. fight fight no I just thought it was awful and it had rave reviews and I was sitting in the, in the cinema and I was thinking Jesus, this is, you know, just, is it ever going to end? Yeah, exactly. You know? Funny you should ask that question, because I have an extended director's cut that has a whole other hour to it. Excellent. I was going to buy that. But I, was going to, I was threatening Giovanna. I said, oh, I'm going to get you the extended director's cut for Christmas. And she said, yeah, yeah, thanks. It's, it's a divisive movie, that uh, Tree of Life. Have, has, has anyone seen that interview? I think it was... Um, Gary Oldman and Joseph Gordon-Levitt, they were probably talking about The Dark Knight Rises or something like that. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt was was saying like, oh, he doesn't like to kind of see any trailers or anything like before a movie. And um, he doesn't want to know what's what's happening in the movie. And then Gary Oldman says, I watched watched the entire uh, Tree of Life, not just the trailer. And I still don't know. What's it about? Yeah, yeah. And Gary Oldman was very kind of um, uh, kind of stinging about it, 
and uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt was like, "Well, I'm I, I'm I'm a big fan of those movies, actually." <laughs> kind of, um, so yeah, yeah. People, some people like it, some people yeah. don't. I I don't I don't it. love it to the extent that everybody else loves it. I actually really like the first hour of it, where it's more abstract <laughs> and sort of metaphorical, and it's like Koinaskatsi, but with Sean Penn. Mm. And I kind of like that. It's when it settles down and becomes this sort of more run-of-the-mill. Well, it, didn't everybody have a depressing childhood that I become less interested in it? Uh, I think this one, uh, like. Again, I could probably watch Race 3 again because it hasn't got dinosaurs that just appear in the middle of it for no reason. But the so. dinosaurs are great. Yeah. <laughs> um, there, there are no dinosaurs. Yes, but non-spoiler, really. <laughs> but, um, Andrew, what about yourself? Would you, do you think this movie belongs on a list of the worst 100 movies ever made? Um, I'm glad it is because I got to see yes. it. Like the, um, but it certainly, it certainly isn't the... The worst um, one. It certainly isn't is is mislabeled as uh, as one of the one hundred worst movies of all time. Now it's, it is not good. <laughs> no, to be absolutely clear, <laughs> but it's a lot of fun. Yeah, um, yeah. That's I, it. I suspect we're going to have a similar point of view on this. Or yeah. it's like I, as Babu pointed out repeatedly, I spent a lot of the movie in stitches, enjoying it so much. It's not a good movie, and there are parts where I was kind of almost bored out of my treetop, but there were parts yeah. when it really clicked into place, and I was like, I love this. There um, was a part in the middle where that that got terribly boring. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it's like, what, two hours and 40 minutes? Yeah. Two hours and 20? Two hours and 30. Two hours and 30. 38, yeah, I think, yeah. yeah. Grand. Uh, but yeah, I, I would I sort of agree with that. I certainly don't think it's one of the worst films of all time. I'm kind of glad that's on the list because it means I got to see it. I don't yeah. know if this is like novelty because Giovanna pointed out like if this is a very old fashioned, very typical Bollywood film, this is the first time I've seen a film like this. So maybe I'm more inclined to give it the benefit of the doubt because I I don't have any frame of reference for the craziness that is happening on screen. Um, and, you know, I, I kind of could go into that, but we're not going to go into too many spoilers. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of stuff in this movie where I'm like, I've literally never seen this happen on film. And why is that? Um, but yeah. It's because it, you've never watched Bollywood movies. I, I, again, I think if the, the actors, the guy, his production company, you know, made the film, then it, it, it is um, maybe a little bit self-indulgent. Oh, yeah. Um, and then maybe... Well, he has that I mean, if you have a good, attitude. If you have a good director... Uh, number two. Control, <laughs> you know, he can control your kind of... Yeah. You know the excesses, maybe. Um, yeah. But again, it became a it became a big hit. So, um, all right. Um, very quickly, then, would it be among the worst one hundred films that you personally have ever seen, Babu? No, because my point of reference would probably be Tree of Life. So, <laughs> I watched Tree no. of Life one hundred times, so I could put it on this list one hundred <laughs> times. Uh, no, I, you know, it's not. I think. No, I wouldn't say it's one of the worst because I was happy to come along. And, and do a podcast on it uh, and watch it again but um, I wouldn't say if you told me come and watch Tree of Life again I probably would have said no um, but uh, yeah I, I think for me it was just disappointing that's all because it had all the ingredients to make it a really great film and it just didn't you're, you're really didn't. laying into Tree of Life here it seems like there's real malice Malika forethought here <laughs> oh, number three um, but Giovanna is this among the worst 100 films you've no, ever seen no definitely yeah. not <laughs> And Andrew, we're really trancing, trancing us. <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, I appreciate uh, the effort. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, good yeah, when you try. It's close, um, <laughs> no cigar. Um, um, it, uh, do I think this is no, no? I, I, I would, I would wonder whether I've seen a hundred 
uh, terrible w- movies. worst movies. But like some of the movies we've um, covered, covered for, for the for the podcast are certainly worse. Um, mm. The um, are there any the Emoji movies? movie yeah. was worse. Um, Batman v Superman and Man of Steel <laughs> were both were, worse. were both worse than this. <laughs> I'm imagining are, it, are either of them on the bottom? no no, no yeah no, and not I, on the top. I we imagine, did them as a favor for a friend. Uh, Suicide Squad <laughs> no, would no. probably also be worse than this. Have you um, seen Suicide Squad? I have. Why I saw it on a ferry one time. Oh yeah, you mentioned this. Two, <laughs> I think it was between that and uh, was it Boss Baby? Oh no, um, I should have seen Boss Baby. I think. Um, but um, yeah, I can think of lots of movies um, that were um, that were worse than this, um, and and just not fun. Yeah, and that's it, it. Yeah, like this is this this is just a lot of fun. I the the I don't understand really like the on the the reaction to people that who would want to kind of like um, give it like a one. Uh, or, out or, of 10 because it's, it's got a 2.1 out, out of score it's got a 2.1 out of 10 score on mm. IMDb which is phenomenally low yeah. like if you were to move rating waiting it would be among the 10 worst films ever made that's a lot of online hatred of this I think it's it's, it's probably because in in the last probably the last 10-15 years I'd say that um, because the bar has been raised so high and the the fact that the budgets are much higher and the audience is much more global, um, it's, it's disappointing to have a, a major star mm, doing produce something like this, something like this really. Oh. And I think that's probably the reason. I'd say a lot of those people who watched it and said it was rubbish were probably not non, non-resident Indians, okay. probably, uh, and you know people who are you know perhaps based in the states or in different parts of the yeah. world, and they probably were. Those would probably be the kind of people who log right. on to IMDb and go, and I vote. know what I do, I'll vote. Yeah. Whereas the average Indian probably wouldn't. Yeah. I certainly wouldn't. And uh, Not to say that I'm the average Indian, but... I mean, this most is a podcast hosted by two guys who have never voted on the list. Yeah, you, you just wouldn't bother. So yeah. you'd have to feel really strongly to, 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 to register your hatred. Yeah, yeah. And then I, I would agree with that. It's not even It's not even the five worst films I've seen so far this year. And it's still, it's the first of February or second of February as we're recording. Yeah. Um, so it's, I certainly don't think it's in my bottom 100 movies Nobody I've ever really seen. really saw Holmes and Watson then. Uh, no, I didn't see Holmes and Watson. But oh, I've really? Because yeah. that's meant to be terrible. It is meant to be terrible. And we're going to cover that soon, Andrew. No, but it's really? not that it's bad. All right. It's not too bad. <laughs> it's not that bad. Have you, have you seen Holmes? Yes, yes, of course. Oh, well, I think we found two no. guests for our Holmes and Watson podcast. No, it was, it was fun. Daft. It was, uh, yes, it was, it was right. silly, obviously. It wasn't a sophisticated film. It was better than we thought it was going to be. <laughs> we had really terrible reviews. <laughs> and we were just, should we go and watch that? Or should we go and watch a serious film? Let's go and watch this. Yeah, it was the choice that week of... Of various movies Depressing. with John C. Riley, Stan and Ollie. Stan and Ollie was really good. I, yeah. Yeah. I really liked Stan and Ollie. It was really good, but he's a good actor. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Holmes and Watson. I think also uh, uh, was it Ralph, Ralph Rex the Internet? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think he also had a role in that. He may also have had a role yeah. in that. Um, but um, but you wouldn't yeah. recommend it. Uh, Oh, uh, you haven't seen it. <laughs> four. Is that four or five? Yeah. Ah, who keeps no. track of these things? Um, yeah, the 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 um, I was listening to uh to I think it was Kermode and Mayo, or it may have been a week when they were off, um, but they played a clip from Holmes and Watson, and actually seemed quite funny. And the, and it the is. And, and and the person who um 
who, who was there in the studio was that that actually kind of sounds kind of fun. It's like, yeah, maybe maybe it would work better as a radio play <laughs> <laughs> because it did seem. Sort I think of he fun. just got. I think what happened Stupid, with yeah. uh, Holmes and Watson was that uh, Sony tried to offload it to Netflix. Yes, to Netflix, even Netflix, and even buy Netflix it. said, "No, we don't want it. It's <laughs> yeah. all right." And I think that and that kind of made negative. When, uh, when the Cohen brothers try to make movies separately, Ethan <laughs> Cohen, yeah, there, there is a rogue Joel Cohen <laughs> and a rogue Ethan Cohen who is no relation to yeah. the it's, Joel and Ethan Cohen. Yeah, it's Ethan Cohen. He doesn't have a H in his first name, and he, he moved the H from his first name to his last name. Yeah, um, he's the guy who's responsible for Holmes and Watson, but also Garfield, he, the story that I thought there was a Joel and an Ethan. I don't know if there was a I Joel. Think, I, okay. I, 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 I believe I believe there are both. I don't think the Garfield person did um, Holmes, did and, Holmes Watson. and Watson. Okay. I think it's another um, <laughs> Ersatz Cohen brother. brother. Yeah. 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 Having said that, not to be... I may be wrong. This is a real tangent, but I think that Will Farrell, Farrell was one of the producers for yeah. Voice... Yeah, well, he would have been with with Adam McKay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which is kind of interesting. And then finally, before I jump into the spoiler zone, this is perhaps the most interesting question. Would you recommend people listening to this podcast who have maybe not seen uh, Race 3? Should they pause the podcast, run out, watch the movie? It's available on Amazon Prime for international people, just in case you're looking for a way to access this. I'll stop you right there, no. Okay. All right, that was a quick answer. There's better films that he's made. It depends. Uh, I mean, uh, if you enjoy uh, watching uh, muscular men uh, wielding weapons, uh, driving fast cars, uh, slightly uh, homoerotic, uh, conquering, uh, um, um, conquering um, uh, all these uh, uh, sexy women and uh, um, um, roaming around exotic locations, then uh, yes. But uh, otherwise, if you expect uh, something particularly deep, uh, no, obviously. Okay. But there are better. Films, so. And Andrew? Yeah, I, I, I suppose if you're, if you're, if you're getting Amazon Prime, maybe for the for the free for the free shipping, <laughs> and tend to kind of cancel it um, Within afterwards, a month. and are looking for something to watch, on. and are looking for 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 something fun, a little bit crazy. I feel I feel like it, it'll kind of like uh, probably stay with me yeah. a little bit, but um, it's it it's a wild it's a wild movie and. I don't. I don't think it realizes how um, how bad it is in 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 parts, and and doesn't kind of appreciate what the the kind of issues um, it, it it has. Um, but but it, yeah, it's uh, and and part of the fun is is for that very reason. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like there's there's this discussion. I think you alluded to earlier with the idea of Salman Khan presenting movies where he is unequivocally the hero. And I believe myself, I think Andrew and yeah. certainly I were watching this movie and going, wait, what? Like, <laughs> um, this is the ideal of like a masculine hero. Um, and we'll probably talk a bit about that in the spoiler zone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's that interesting disconnect as well between it. We have the push Very, very strange kind of, um, <laughs> uh, very, very strange choices for kind of the sorts of people you're rooting for yeah. at various um, points uh, for like points a, a movie, movie that's nominally for the entire movie for a very much, nominally yeah. like conservative old fashioned sort of action movie with a clear cut hero and villain. Like there are points where I was sitting there watching this, wondering why am I rooting for any of these people? Yeah, because we're used to seeing action movies where there's like, um, you know, it's a normal guy maybe used to be in the military or something, and but, somebody crosses but now him. It's just a, a, 
a, a, a family man, and uh, but he'll do anything to, to protect his family, or something or, you know, like that. Or like yeah. John Wick, even where he used to be an assassin, but he got out of the game. He retired. He found love. He's pulled back in. Happened. And and yeah, and then he was pulled back in. Oh, Whereas Race Three, watching it, and then not to get too spoilery, be too specific. Well, yeah, we'll definitely talk. Yeah, but yeah, yeah it, it it doesn't have that sort of element in that. No. Like, it's kind of like, what if John Wick never retired? I think that makes it better. Though. <laughs> yeah, it's like like yeah. If um yeah like what, what if, if what if John Wick had never had never fallen in love yeah <laughs> and, the, and the movie followed um, that version yeah. of the character um I, I think it's a, I wouldn't say that this you know I think um Indian movies I never used to watch them when I was younger but now um the budgets are are a lot more bigger and um, the quality of the direction and cinematography. They're Even just a bit more, and stuff like that, yeah, right? innovative than they used to be, and I think that's why this one's a bit of a letdown. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say that this is atypical now. Of, I think this would have been atypical of maybe the eighties, oh, okay, seventies. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think it's. And it is, it's strong, it's it's one of these anti-hero type movies, but even the other cons that, you know, even uh, Sherlock Khan, we went to watch one of his movies recently, and it, he's making interesting movies now, you know, yeah. and they're still big budget, make a lot of money, but he's, like, even the last movie that we saw, Shahrukh Khan, he played a, almost like a midget, didn't he? Yes, he was mm-hmm. a midget, and he wasn't even a nice person. Yeah. He was uh, actually an asshole that... Uh, uh, basically was um, exploiting other people for his own gain and um, because um, now they're trying to be more creative more sophisticated uh, in terms of uh, stories and in terms of plots no and then yeah. there is the fact that uh, Shahrukh Khan started as a villain kind yeah. of so it's not um, uncommon to see him uh, uh, playing uh, somebody that is not uh, the hero as such whereas uh, Salman is very different uh, yeah. and he knows that and uh, I mean in this case he wanted to do uh, something that uh, is especially for his hardcore fans uh, who yeah. expect him to be a, a hero and uh, expect uh, um, uh, him to in- entertain them without asking them to to think too, too much hard. about uh, political it, problem or social problems. The, yeah, the, it, like the, the, <laughs> those are some of the best bad movies. Are the, are are the ones that are like in, incredibly vain. In, in in entirely kind of un, unaware of, of how of, worshipful they are of the like it's yeah. it's you're watching somebody's vanity project but they think it's a work of art sort of quality to it I'm thinking of well, like John Travolta and I mean, Gotti <laughs> or like where he like John Travolta and Gotti is his brand to that extent. Okay. like like I like like Giovanna was saying the the um uh um, he probably has a sense that he's kind of like you know doing it for the for the, fans. the, for, the, for, the for the for 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 the audience but it, but it, it doesn't it doesn't seem kind of like aware of 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 how kind of cuckoo bananas it is yeah like even the the fast and the furious films seem sort of um, grounded like, morally speaking by comparison well no i i wasn't going to say that i i say they're aware of how of of yeah. how nuts they are yeah and um and kind of um there is a sense in which kind of uh characters even in the movies will, will be like oh whoa this yeah. insane thing is happening oh, i can't believe this yeah. um, and the, yeah. the, the last couple of series the last and furious 
they were in, incredibly the last stupid. Oh, sorry, <laughs> the, the, the last. I think the last two. There was one that we were going through a desert. Yeah, and it just got so ridiculous. Well, there's the one with the runway that must be eighty miles long. <laughs> that's, that's the fifth one. That's the sixth one. Yeah, with Gina Carano and Luke. Uh, what's his face? Luke Evans. Evans. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, the thing about the the thing about the Fast and the Furious is like you obviously. Oh yes, it was the sixth one. Yeah. They have the Fifth the commercial was for was it Shaw and uh, the spin off with the Rock Sean and Ho- Hobbs Sean, and Sean Hobbs or something. Which sounds like a philosophy book, but yeah. isn't really. But they also have um, Hobbesian philosophy. But they have this i this thing running through it where Vin Diesel again. You want to oh. talk about the worshiping of like the ego? Vin Diesel announced that it was like he'd been thinking long and hard about this, and he was like, I think. It's time for everybody on the project to move forward with their careers and to like close this chapter of their lives. And we want to thank all the fans who've supported the Fast and Furious so far, but we think it's time to end this and move on. So we've decided we're going to give the fans what they really want. A closing trilogy of Fast and Furious <laughs> films. Um, he's just announced the ninth film will start shooting that. next week. Yeah. Oh, no, next month. Yeah. So like this was so. like he announced the series was ending after film number seven. But he was like, three more films. Well, I, th- I think the other thing is, the interesting thing is what you got to remember is that these films now, he's, for whatever, whatever reason, um, you know, some people say that the Fast and the Furious, the later films were successful because you know, in came The Rock. But I don't think that's the case. I think that um, Vin Diesel is executive producer, producer of, the, of these films and they're hugely successful. They're like billion dollar movies. You know, so you're not going to let that go. Yeah. You know, uh, and especially it, considering, like, I I think for for Vin Diesel, he would like to see what he can do with his <laughs> with his career after the Fast and Furious movies, but probably needs another three more movies in order to figure out what that might be. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think um, what happened was that he he went through a stage where, as I said at the very beginning, where he had a, a number of projects that he could have gone like with triple x and yeah. and um, then he, so it was triple x then uh, fast and the furious and Pitch the riddick Black, movies yeah and he went for the riddick movies and triple x uh I don't second know, one they brought he his, um, the cube came in to yeah, do this doesn't he die in it his face lands on the pavement <laughs> yeah yes. uh, but then he comes back, back in the third, third one yes. stealing cable so <laughs> and then i think you know so i think he did a sequel to pitch black but it it, it was a small budget and and and, and well, the, there was a big budget, and that one failed, and then he did a small budget. One. That's what one I'm saying. Riddick so, was like so a, the, the Riddick yeah. one after. So he had a, a period of time where a lot of his movies failed. Yeah. Um. They did. You know, the big budget movies didn't do very well, yeah. and some of them were reasonably good, but they just didn't do very well. Yeah. So then he went back into after Tokyo Drift, and I think the I don't know, there was one more. I don't know. There was. It was the Fast and the Furious. Yeah, and then he, he sort of uh, Justin Lin became director yeah. and. The films really took off, and I think he's just stuck with that. Yeah. And in between, he doesn't need the money because he made a shared load of money as Groot on the uh, and, and the on Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. And... They paid him for that. <laughs> they paid him by the word, Andrew. Yeah, well, he made a lot of money off that, yeah. I think. And so I, I think that he, I, could I never have a understand that... why why you needed why Vin you Diesel. needed Vin Diesel. No, neither <laughs> do I. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I think he apparently he went into the. The recording booth yeah and did it in very s- several different languages of, oh that's yeah, kind of awesome so you know I root in yeah I don't know 50 different languages or something like that and yeah mm-hmm. he made a lot of money but I, I think that it's unlikely that he's going to let that go I should imagine he'll end up being 
because he was like the one of the successes of of really the the hero of he was like a replacement for Clint Eastwood, that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, The Fast and Furious is an urban western. It's very much like an end of the turn of the century millennium western, yeah. the first one. So I think that he he's unlikely that he's going to let that go anytime yeah. soon. So, and we love it. I love Fast and the Furious. I, I'm one of those people that will probably be there at Happiston on, on a Sunday morning and make sure nobody's sitting around me. And I can When The it. Rock kicks a torpedo. Yeah, I, I think that that was a bit stupid. But I, I think that the, the one set in Brazil... Yeah, that that's was the fifth one. Really good. I I enjoyed that enormously. Yeah. And I saw that several times. Um, the seventh but, one was quite. Uh, you know, yeah. yeah, but the yeah the yeah the one set in London not so much. I didn't right. enjoy that so much. What we're going to do then is we're going to jump into the spoiler zone. So feel free to go off, watch the movie, come back. We'll talk about the movie in a oh, bit and, more depth. And by the way, the, the, the movie we're talking about is Race, Race 3. Race 3. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not curious. Which Fast and the Furious movie are we seeing? All of them. You know, these Fast and the Furious talks. The spoiler zone. I've been thinking about you in the spoiler zone. Alright, so, Babu, since you seem to have the strongest thoughts on this, what is Race 3 about for you it's about a terrible movie that i spent two and a half hours of my life watching uh no i i'd say that it race three is about fast women fast cars glamorous locations uh slightly homoerotic superhero kind of main characters and yeah but yeah and I think that some of the locations I am fascinated by. And beautiful weather, by the looks of things. Yeah. Well, of course, they were in Abu Dhabi. And <laughs> <laughs> so obviously it's always sunny there and uh, skyscrapers and luxury hotel and mansions and so on, obviously. Uh, I mean, it was going to be like a holiday, you know. Yeah. And, uh, but uh, for me, I mean, um, uh, Race 3 is just an entertainer. It's something that is... Uh, uh, popcorn movie. Yes, it's a popcorn movie, and to uh, basically see Salman doing what he does best, you know, the play the hero, and without uh, too many um, uh, political or social hang-ups, just uh, somebody that um, can always manage to outdo his enemies and uh, fight uh, with prowess and uh, be always the at, in the right place at the right time, always doing the right thing, and uh, that is uh, what uh, Salman does basically. And uh, so I, I enjoyed uh, the film for what it was. I didn't expect it uh, to be anything else. It's kind of funny, like that you should mention that, like keeping track of his enemies and outwitting his enemies and things like that. Because, like, when I was thinking, you know, what is this about? Again, to come back to the Fast and Furious companion sorry comparison i was like it's about family yeah. um because it's got that sort of thing run thing that runs through it where it's this story of this vast indian sort of crime family to be exactly. entirely yeah. honest what is, is that... going on <laughs> yeah um, i was thinking kind of like 
And throughout the whole introduction yeah. to the movie, where they take like, you through the characters one at a time. When are they going to show you who the good guys <laughs> are? Yeah, because <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, meet, meet Anil Cooper. He's he's yeah. uh, he's the biggest arms dealer on this island. <laughs> yeah, um, not just his... <laughs> legal arms dealing either, but illegal yeah. ones. Yeah. He's so bad he was exiled to, to from his this home evil community. island. Yeah, from his He's home essentially community. a Bond villain. Yeah. But at some point, we're... We're, we're going to meet the hero. And it's like, meet his two kids who are spoiled rotten and completely <laughs> inept and hyper-violent and yeah. self-involved. <laughs> Prone to fits of... <laughs> Extreme rage. Yeah. Um, and it's like, okay, so is that our hero? No. Um, it's like, um, now now there's Sikander, who's, um, who's, who's the richest of the kids. Um, and, um, and is introduced and, punching and, a punching bag. And he's described... No, that, that's, that's Oh, his, that's uh, um, Yash. That's Yash, his, his, his bodyguard. He's the worst cool bodyguard ever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll talk a little bit about Yash separately. But yeah, there's this weird thing that runs through it where it's like you're waiting for the... Like, when I was watching it, as somebody who's not familiar with Bollywood films, it was like, because it's introduced, like, you're taken to the Intelligence Bureau and you get this sort of run-through. And it's, it later turns out that it's for Jessica that the rundown's being constructed. But you're imagining, right, what you're going to get is, like, this is introducing these two warring families. And they're like, they're gonna, there's going to be a turf war. It's going to be hyper-violent. And what you're going to need is you're going to need a hero who steps into the middle of this to, like, prevent innocent people from getting killed. Maybe to or, shut or, down the drug-dealing gun yeah, trade. Or else it's a crime movie where, 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 where you're looking at... Um, at, 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 at these because uh, uh, it's not a heist movie no. really no. no because it's 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 not just that they're trying to it's not just it's, it's not like Ocean's Eleven where they're trying to like yeah. take 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 down a casino. They're selling drugs <laughs> and guns. Um, so the um, and the like. I mean, this like, is the thing. It's like this is it's, it, nor sorry. Nor, go go nor, for it. Go nor, for nor, it. nor is it like Goodfellas, where where like kind of the the where crime kind of uh, pays or, or, or like you're exploring the mechanics of once in America, America or the Godfather or, where you're exploring the mechanics of a crime family no no this looks like it's going to be like just a kind of like a standard like a transporter film for example or like a, you know like a Fast and Furious yeah like <laughs> they're, they're pure scum that, that's it exactly <laughs> like you're watching the movie and you're watching the introduction and you're like where who am I rooting for in this situation because it does it sets up this idea of a possible gang war between the two families and it's like Shunsher's on the Sing and Ran, Rana Singa. Yeah, and you have like you have this introduction of, of Sing, which is like a Bond villain introduction, which I loved, but it's very clearly like a villainous introduction. He blows up a man's heart. By the way, I love that he the, the guy he has, has a spinner. Yeah, the fidget spinner, which is very much it's like a fidget spinner. Yeah, it's a millennial sort of thing. That's like a because the whole scene plays like Sing is this old school gangster, and you have this hip up and coming youngster who's like, my dad used to do business with you, but he's dead now so i don't have to respect you old man i've got a fidget spinner um but it's it's like um, they're gonna start menacing you while clicking in the rhythm of west side story but the bit where he gives him the pen and i really love that like he just carries around an explosive pen with him just in case it's like if he hadn't if he hadn't have had like a little pocket on his shirt i kind of imagine the final well, he would have put it in his pocket in his pants and I imagine the threat would have been a slightly different. It's mere inches from something very valuable. I think, I think almost everything he owns has gelatin Just in it. Like a few grams, maybe 10, maybe 50, depending on what case. size the thing is. Yeah. Like, yeah. I gave you this gun. It's coated in gelatin. The keys to his car. <laughs> yeah. The car <laughs> itself, the apparently. Car itself. <laughs> apparently. Yeah. Um, 
But like, yeah, because that's like a... the uh, the the lawnmower that he lends to like the neighbor. <laughs> yeah, it's just um, it's if he doesn't give it back, back yeah. it's like, boom. <laughs> um, but I mean, like, and again, like this is Anil Kapoor, who's one of those actors who, even though I don't know Bollywood, I know him relatively well. He appeared, I think, I was talking with Giovanna before, and he appeared in Slumdog Millionaire. I think yeah. he played the host of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire there. But he also, for example, popped up in Mission this Impossible. Mission Impossible, Impossible. Mission Impossible, the fourth one, Ghost Protocol. Um, and he also oh wait his ghost yeah that's the fourth one I think and he also popped up in uh, the I think I want to say the seventh season of twenty four where he was the Iranian ambassador because that's how sensitively twenty four deals with race <laughs> um, but yeah he's kind of this actor who's almost broken out but he has this kind of swagger that I I kind of love about him oh but, he's savage yeah he's actually great fun to spend time with uh, he's I think he's one of the old old school. Bollywood, the hero, yes. He was a star probably in the 70s and 80s. He was a huge star. He was always playing uh, like the romantic lead uh, and uh, he was always uh, playing the hero. So obviously, uh, I mean, um, Bollywood fans are aware of who he is and uh, of the fact that he's uh, a a big shot. And he can still carry a film. He he had a recent film, which I think he produced. um, I can't remember what the name of it was. We saw him in recently and that, that was a very interesting film where i think his daughter was trying to become a star uh, yes yes uh, that uh, was a funny can funny can yes oh, yeah. and it was about uh, basically he was um, um uh, the father of uh, and he was an um, uh, amateur singer and he was the father of this uh, girl who was a bit overweight and wanted to become um, a singer and they were slagging her off because she didn't look sexy and uh, uh, good looking like a pop singer are supposed to be and he was uh, going to extraordinary length to make sure that uh, the, the girl would get a shot stardom yes yes no that was a really good film yeah, so he makes some interesting films as well now, yeah. you know, later on in his And he's his first friend in the cast, obviously, aside from the Sam and Khan uh, Films logo as well, which I think Babu noticed when we were watching the intro to it. Yeah. Um, but again, like, he's introduced, but he's introduced like a Bond villain. He literally yeah. blows a guy's heart it's out. A, yeah. it's, the, it's the cold open that yeah. they do at the start of, like, any Bond movie. Where, where you, you want to introduce... You have, like, a, a, a kind of a setup, and somebody has to... Um, uh, get out of some yeah, sort, sort of, of tricky like, situation yeah, in yeah, where there's a whole lot of people with guns and how is he going to get out of this uh, <laughs> turns out I coated this pen with gelatin yeah um, yeah and I mean and it's it's an intro to him as if he's uh, James Bond <laughs> but he's the Bond villain <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is remarkable and then like you get the introductory sequence and you point out like this is the fantasy of the Amir Khan movie where it's full of things that men like the opening credit sequence is like a James Bond sequence where you have these sort of like montages of things that men like overlaid with one another so like in quick succession you have dancing you have cars you have gambling you have cards you have money you have chess pieces in one of the most incongruous touches and then you get a second action beat with anil kapoor which is quite nice as well which is a sequence where they try to attack his car yeah Uh, one after the other which you got like himself and sexy uncle yeah Um, sexy uncle who is the best character in the film uh, the breakout character and that seems to be the only person who won't dance yeah he doesn't need to dance no. Again, and it's great because, like, even though they use his actual name repeatedly over the course of the film, in all the big emotional moments, they call him Sexy Uncle. So like, jarring. Yeah, like, there's a moment where, like, he takes the gelatin-coated explosive handgun. And, <laughs> and, like, it's a really touching moment where he's sacrificing his life to protect, like, Sikander and the kids who he loves. And, and Sikander looks at him and, and says, Sexy Uncle? Um, and it's... 
Sexy uncle. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? Um, <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's it's just gonzo. You'd do that for me. <laughs> Sexy, Sexy uncle. Sexy uncle. Yeah. Um, but it, it's got, like, that's the kind of level of wildness with which we're dealing here. But, like, that gives you the bounce to the first, like, that. those those are but three it, action it, sequences. Like, and, uh, and anyone listening to it should have seen the movie. Yeah. Anyone who hasn't listened to this would think, like, that this is all kind of comedic. Yeah, no, no, uh, it's a dark, it played, well, it's played relatively straight. I think there's a level of awareness at certain points. Sure, like, there's yeah. the moment where one of the guys, like, one of the guys in the bikes jumps over the car. There's a lot of assassination through sunroof. Sunroof seem to be very important yeah. in terms of, like, Indian vehicle action <laughs> sequences. Where, like, for example, the, you know, a bike ramps up over a car and tries to shoot Anil Kapoor through the sunroof. Yeah. He stands up through the sunroof and fires blindly Michael Bay style. Um, and then there's even like later on, there's a moment where two characters propel themselves like flying squirrels. And we'll kind of come back to that because oh, we can't yeah. leave that there's there. There's a lot of Canadian sun- flying squirrel yeah. um, uh, scenes but like that's, that's the introduction of our, our kind of anti-hero. That's it, exactly. Because I mean, because yeah. like it, it goes from the sequence where they try to kill uh, Singh in the car in the traffic to his kids avenging him, right? Um, and again, this is one of those moments where like morally speaking i was wondering who am i supposed to root for in this sequence yeah because they go to the factory that's operated by his business rival and brutally murder absolutely everybody seemingly for kicks like there's like yeah, this they don't they like i don't know if they're there to kill to kill rana no or just to kill all of oh, the poor staff and by the way rana yeah and uh and shamsher singh we're partners all along. So, <laughs> oh, so rather... Well, towards the end, has, I think. Uh, no, but, it, no but it's implied that they've always been. Like, are they, are they going they to... Yeah. Like, uh, There's a lot of weird plotting mechanics but, but in that here. Was, that was the crazy thing as well. So yeah. they're, they're in the, in the, uh, the warehouse. Yeah. And, the, and then Salman Khan is on a roof. Yes. Miles away. Seemingly he, waiting for this moment. And he floats exactly. down with this kind of... Hang glide. I don't know what it what they it's call flying it. squirrel bat suit type kind I, of. I, I feel. Think he, why didn't he just drive up in a car? I know because <laughs> uh, they they needed the to do something he, different. He got yeah, down. They, they needed him to fly, <laughs> fly on his own. As he f- flew down. By the time he got there, the fight could have been over. Well, it pretty much is over. I, I think what happened is. And I, I feel like they didn't make it explicit in the movie, but, but it's I there think, if you read between the lines. I think what happened is. The um, uh, Sanjana and Suraj found out that um, there had been an attempt, probably from Rana. Um, I think they might have beaten it out of one of the well, he, mo- he, motorcyclists. He, yeah, he sort of grabs, he pulls. Like, there's a great moment where Anil Kapoor pulls one of the motorcyclists through the open door into the back seat of the car and proceeds to interrogate him in the <laughs> middle of the, ch- of the chase sequence before throwing him out. Yeah, so, exactly, so, exactly. So what I think happened was... Um, Sanjana and Suresh found out that that had happened and went to the factory. To 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 the factory. Um, at the same time, um, um, Sikander. No, after that, I okay. think Sikander was told Sanjana and Suresh are on their way and now to the factory. To, to the factory, and he may have spoken to Yash. He's like, um, "Hey, can you pick me up?" <laughs> and he's like. Actually, I'm quite close to the factory. I'm gonna just meet them there. Yeah, yeah. So that, that, that I don't think I don't think um, Sikander went there when he found out 
I, 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 I think the first thing he found out was that they were already underway. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. he was like, how will I possibly get there in time? Yeah. This is the thing that... Oh, so I'll just climb to the top of the highest building in the, in city. the, in the city and try and get... Glide there, propel glide myself. There, yeah. Well, this is interesting because, I mean, you... And like, find the exact building as well. You guys mentioned this, air. actually, in terms of... <laughs> he went into the wrong building. <laughs> it would have been really <laughs> awkward. Um, but you guys mentioned, like, the fact that Race 3 is a very old-fashioned Bollywood film. And I'm kind of wondering if maybe I'm reading too much into it, but there's a lot of stuff in here that I don't know if it's emulating Hollywood or if it's evoking Hollywood or if it's just coincidences, something Bollywood's always been doing. But, like, there are a lot of elements of this film that seem to be cribbed from American sort of blockbusters. The double handguns. I'm thinking that the double handguns from John Woo, the yeah. Matrix-style sequence where, like, where the twins are trapped inside the um, the, the car Which inside the warehouse. by the way, because, like, there's so many people in this movie who are so incredibly dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, they're, they're just like um, Dunzo. Yeah. Like there is no... Um, I know in, in these kind of action movies, there's a certain suspension of disbelief. Oh, with the, where, with the punishment that a character yeah, can take. Where, where, where you're to be like, yeah, the, the, that's maybe unlikely that the, the amount of times they've been strafed... They're, they're, <laughs> that they still have any blood in their alive. But this movie really... Takes it to another level. The point where the there's the um, uh, uh, Suraj and Sanjana are, 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 are both in the oh in the in the, in the, in the, bus, in the bus being shot. The, and people are just kind of looking down <laughs> at them, kind of point blank about uh, like ten or twelve different people yeah. all shooting at them at the same and time. Not one bullet. <laughs> not one bullet hits them. But I mean, but like I mean that that the way like that... they're not running. They're, they're like cowering there, looking at each other, thinking, "I hope this I works know, out." No, because uh, basically uh, then uh, um, Salman Khan uh, can come and rescue them. Uh, has to come and rescue them, so they they must be really yeah. helpless. Otherwise, it wouldn't make sense no if they would uh, be able to easily defeat uh, everybody else by themselves and instead uh, i mean um, it makes uh, the entrance of the hero more poignant so there's a point where they're helpless though <laughs> and then it like kind of continues kind of like for, for, for five for... minutes because he's still in the air because um, yeah because because he, he's still kind of like yeah it's it's like i hope he gets here soon it, no, it's not I hope he gets here soon. It's like, he better be here immediately. Because they're dead, like, um, now. It's uh, had those wooden seats. Yeah. Can save you from bullets. It's a Bollywood yeah. film. It's I, not supposed to be. I mean, uh, even uh, the, the girl that uh, goes uh, to, to fight this criminal gang in uh, an evening dress and high heels. Has to cut. I actually really love that, the bit where she has to cut her to dress. Cut her dress, yeah, exactly. Um, but I mean, this is the thing. Like, she, she, uh, we, we would think that her heels are, are, um, are impractical, but actually they're also weapons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, she yes. uses them to kill a deer. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, like, there's a lot of stuff in here that feels like it kind of was lifted from sort of contemporaneous or roughly contemporaneous sort of American films. Like that sequence where Salman Khan flies like a squirrel seems to like evokes for me like that sequence of the Dark Knight where Batman. I'm wondering why is Darren talking about squirrels don't fly? We're talking about those Canadian ones. Yeah, that sort of air surf or air glide, gliding squirrels. But like, there's a sequence with the Matrix where the camera moves through the sort of still action beats. There's the like Yash does the Spider-Man kiss at one point during his musical 
musical number, which is like a really great musical number about how great it is to be selfish. Um, there's the Superman sequence where the two of them are flying together through the skies and you're waiting for the inner monologue from like Jessica about how wonderful it is to be flying uh, with Sikander in these sort of like flying squirrel costumes. There's even like at the bit where it's revealed that Sikander is alive again, there's a weird inexplicable like black swan type thing happening where you have the, the ballet dancers with like the lenses in to make them look particularly bird-like. And I'm wondering like, is this a sense of the film? Like, did, anybody, did that stand out to anybody else that it was? Uh, no, actually, yeah. Uh, when I say that it's an old fashioned film, yeah, I meant in, in the sense that he's um, uh, playing up to the hero and uh, it's just um, a film made of, for entertainment. But of course, the, the way uh, the fight scenes uh, and um, the special effects uh, are choreographed is uh, very, very modern. I mean, uh, it's because uh, they are trying to take these things from the Western films because they are entertaining, they are effective and so on, but at the same time they mix it with Indian sensibilities and so Indian audiences, especially Salman yeah. audiences, like to see the, the hero, yeah. I mean that is um, um, a hero through and through, okay, you, you say I don't know who to root for because they are all bad guys, but a uh, Salman fan knows uh, that Salman is playing the hero. In fact, uh, he, he, you never see him uh, uh, killing somebody innocent, for example. Uh, Whenever he shots uh, <laughs> bad guys, they're just bad guys. Yeah. He never does uh, anything that is uh, morally wrong. You <laughs> never see him uh, doing anything bad to anybody yeah. vulnerable, for example. Yeah. And so, even if he belongs to a uh, um, uh, gangster family is still considered to be a hero. Yeah. I don't know. There's, like, there's a moment like during that opening fight sequence in the I, warehouse. I love, like, yeah. I, if you're thinking of the same <laughs> I moment. I think we're in the yeah. same moment. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah. Because it's an amazing it's, moment. Because they 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 have they they have this sort of like overture to 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 him being kind of you know an honorable yeah. um, guy. So he has a gun and the other guy is disarmed. Is, and so like instead of shooting, the other guy, the guy puts up his fist. Yeah. yeah. And so instead uh, of shooting him point blank, Sander uh, puts his gun away and fights him hand to hand. And they have a big fist fight. And he knocks him through the window of the boss. Right. And Spike. but that's where where most fights would finish. And you'd be like, okay, he's done. Salmon can move on Knock to your next out. bad guy. Yeah. yeah, that's it. But Salmon can then. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, he just leans kind of like with both elbows, like on the on the window of the bus, and just kind of leisurely kind of takes out his uh, his gun, kind of like squints a bit, and like just knocks him in the face twice. Twice, it's a double yeah, tap, bang. and it, it's so kind of over the top and incredible. The the whole funny funny thing at the end of 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 that uh, of that sequence yeah. is I, I was thinking. These arms dealers are so cool. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> like, um, there's a moment, like even at the end of the fight sequence, where after he's rescued the twins, um, where they throw, I think they throw the gun to the to the uh, what's his what's the the uh, girl? Yes. To, uh, no, uh, Sanjana. To Sanjana, where she picks up a gun, and you have like the yes. two the two goons who have already been knocked down are incapacitated. One of them is resting against the barrel of ammunition. She just walks over and casually shoots both of them as well. And it's like, I remember what, like, it's, it's really cool. And I mean, this is the thing when you talk about the action sequences. I wonder if, like, I know that this, the action sequences have their own directors and stuff like that. But, like, 
the action sequences here seem choreographed like dance numbers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, I mean, even the director is mainly a choreographer, yeah. and so they they want to uh, to do everything, even the fight sequences, to to be entertaining yeah. to watch, not just something that is uh, violent and um, realistic, yeah. but uh, something entertaining. And uh, even um, like uh, you were talking before about that uh, darker um, dance, uh, song and dance sequence where everybody was um, in Black a, Swan yes, sort of thing. Uh, yeah. similar to Black Swan. It was because uh, they wanted to do something a bit uh, different, uh, something to convey like uh, the, the fact that uh, the character was uh, angry because uh, he was being betrayed and everything and uh, they did it with a reference to uh, something uh, from the western world that is considered appealing and uh, that would work like and would uh, look uh, look cool kind yeah. of because it's all mm. for and, entertainment and, and that's it exactly like the action sequences look great and i know that we've talked a little bit about like the action sequences maybe not making sense in terms of physicality and not really having stakes like there's never a sense when sikander is doing anything that he might ever be outmatched or outwitted or even be hit by a gun like he's phys he's playing the game on god mode but like there was i a like point when he's when he's killed <laughs> when 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 I yeah, was wondering then, uh, when I was wondering is he killed when the car he's in blows off uh, if, like... if you know the the Tisan man you know that he cannot <laughs> yeah. possibly have been killed. <laughs> so, oh, you're ready for the moment where he just walks out of the flame, tearing his shirt off. Hey, uh, kind of yes. <laughs> so if, yeah, like at the point where they don't really linger on us and don't kind of like show the all of the people kind of getting a phone call, finding out that he's dead, and yeah. all, and. And, and all of the characters having to live with, with him being dead. I thought, okay, maybe he's not dead. <laughs> um, but yeah, because like we had seen Rang de Visante and there, like in that movie, there, there yeah, the, is at a the lot end of, of the, kind yeah. of um, like, people actually dying. Yeah. Whereas here, like there's a moment where like he's kidnapped by seemingly the Cambodian army, dragged off into the middle of the jungle and like tied up and beaten. And all he literally has to do is flex and he's free that's it's not it's not all it's not all he has to do they they first 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 he has to give a a a specific phrase which, <laughs> which is the cheat code <laughs> I, I, I think that it's like video game that they're in and he says god god protects you um keeps you safe from harm dot 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 explaining well, that that's that's the thing that's retroactively no re that's the thing that's retroactively revealed to be like the code word between himself and his brother and sister, because that's the thing when at the end they're giving the monologue. Let let's talk a little bit about the plot Sorry, for this himself movie. Himself and his brother and sister. Yeah, the twins. Right. They're like at the end where they're talking and revealing this. He's like, the, and he's like, how long did you know this? And then he says that as if to imply that was the code word. I think that's why he was ringing the phone and he he said into it that in order to determine whether or not it was them who were there. I think. That's what I thought. That's what I made I of it. I don't think they knew he was their brother until he was dead. Um, really? Okay. Did no, they? because okay. it's very okay. difficult to know. It was supposed to be their cousin yeah. Yeah. at the beginning, and yeah. then at the end is a reveal that he's actually their brother. Let's talk about the plot of this movie a little bit, because I, like, the action sequences are great, and it feels like if you took out like 90 solid minutes of exposition and flashbacks which are constantly rewriting one another 
Like, this is one of those films that does those terrible twists where everything's a twist. And then there's a twist that the twist that you thought was a twist is not actually a twist. Don't because don't know this is... who, who's on whose side. Because, yeah. because it's like, um, at one point it's like, oh, Yash is going to be turned. No, Yash is talking Yash is pretending uh, to, to be Sikander about how the twins are trying to turn him. And then it's like, oh, but actually... He's sleeping with one of the twins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, it, and then, it, but actually, it turns out that he sings real biological song. Yeah, there's just so many twists and turns; it's hard to keep You've track got a of. Bit and convoluted. That's it. I mean, there's a great line at the end. Oh, wait, uh, yeah. The, so no, where I, Sing I, says, "Stop this melodrama," and I was like, <laughs> "Please." <laughs> I I think they reveal as well that um, that that that's um, sorry. His 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 name is the um, the Samshire. Yeah, uh, um, Shamser, um, yeah, is um, that he is a distant relative rather than a brother, ra- rather or than uncle. a brother. Yeah. So it's not that Yash is screwing his sister; yeah, he's actually I, screwing his cousin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no. He, it's neither his sister nor his cousin, but some distant <laughs> relative. relative. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and to be fair, the film sort of hints at this, where he gets the phone call from Singh and he says, "It's Dad." And then he quickly covers, he's like, your dad. Um, but like, there's this weird thing running through it where there's... Oh yeah, this yeah. movie rewards a rewatch. <laughs> I don't quite think so. But like, there's this thing that runs through the movie, which is, okay, well, first of all, let's... I'm not sure all the twists make sense in hindsight, but I'm not even sure like the basic building blocks of the film make sense from the outset. In that Yash, right? Yash, who it is subsequently revealed is actually the only biological child of Singh. Um... He is introduced as the bodyguard of Sikander, the only non-blood relative of the family, right? But he is consistently and repeatedly throughout the film shown to be completely redundant because he's about half the size of Sikander and Sikander is defined as like the one who does everything anyway. Have you seen Jason Momoa's bodyguards? That's that meme about (laughs) when you're so uh, jacked that your your bodyguards look like... um, uh, those mini bosses that you have to fight in a video game yeah. before they fight you. Yeah. Um, but like yeah, at the end of, what is it, Streets of Rage, where the guy oh, clicks yeah. his fingers and, and the smaller guys, smaller come, guys come out and fight you. Yeah. And but he it, eventually does. Himself. But I mean, like, that's the thing. It's where Yash, and the Yash is, not only is Yash, like, much smaller than Sikander and therefore, you know, arguably... Not probably the best bodyguard for him. He also arrives very late at the warehouse fight as well, <laughs> after Sikander has already done most Hello of the again. work. Yep. And then there's the sequence where, like, when they're at the party and they're having the song about how great it is to be drunk. Going, going back, going back to to yeah, no, that that's a very but, good point. But 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 like go, Yash go. spends most of that party getting drunk off his face and unable to remember what happened. And it's like, why are you on staff? Yeah, and 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 it's Sikander who's aware of like all of the security kind of footage. And all yeah, he's like, like, I'll meet you but, in the security office where my bodyguard but, will never go. Going going back to the going back to the warehouse vice. Um, at one point, um, <laughs> like Yash gets there so late that the the two twins are are still kind of like you know they're 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 full of bloodlust they're 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 arms dealers they want to kill some more people and then Sikander says what well, no, to stop 
Yash we should let Yash yeah. kill some people too because he arrived late. <laughs> yeah. We should save something for him. Yeah. Um, the twins go over and grab Yash's guns, if I remember correctly, out of his like side holsters and just kill more people with them. Mm. Am I remembering that correctly, or is that a fever I dream? I, f- I feel like there was definitely a point where where the twins were about to do something, <laughs> and uh, and Sikander was like, "Let Yash do this." Yeah. <laughs> um, he, yeah. I think that warehouse sequence was to introduce all of the the siblings, if you like, yeah. the rest of the family, because the the first scene was in Il Kapoor, and then that that warehouse scene was to introduce all of the the main characters that are going to be in the film, it's... and and they're all bad people, <laughs> but it... who are really good at killing people. Yeah, and you're um... going, which one am I supposed to be supporting here? Yeah, it's so strange structurally because like you've set them all up and they're like fighting in this team. So then, like, the next thing you have to do is set up a, like, a similarly kind of fearsome opponent um, for them, team of, 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 of villains, or in this case, good guys, <laughs> um, who, are, who are going to take them down. That's what they do routinely in, in the um, Fast and the Furious movies. Yeah, yeah. And, and, but, uh, because uh, this was a film that was about the division within the families yeah. and uh, uh, shifting uh, allegiances between members of the, f- the same family, so the real enemies were themselves. They're all working together from <laughs> yeah. the beginning. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's but like if you want they... to demonstrate that there, that, that there are all these divisions between them, your introduction to them is them working <laughs> in concert. Perfect. Like in 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 this perfect kind of union, yeah. It's, well, it's, it's a strange. I think the film a... is so long, and yeah. nobody cares towards the end. <laughs> <laughs> and the action sequence is so ridiculous; you, you don't really care. But um, I mean, this this is the thing that like happens with the characters, where you have all these reveals, and it gets really exhausting. Well, for yeah. me, for me anyway, when I was watching it, it's like because you have the sequence where um, obviously you have that wonderful sequence where they go to Beijing, and I think Jivan has pointed out a large part of the Bollywood musical structure is taking them abroad and shooting scenes in wonderful environments. You point out the snowy, the snowy mountains, exactly, yeah. yeah, so that the the audience can see the spectacle and it looks lovely. So you have the sequence where Sikander talks about his lost love Jessica, and he goes overseas and he tells this story about what happened oh, how they met how they fell in love 30 minutes right yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's 20 or 30 minutes but it is a while yeah and then then you go back to it no fewer than two times to get more information about that that changes the dynamic of what you just saw family <laughs> no I think you mean oh crap one of the great things about the, the movie is the subtitles the subtitles yeah. like repeatedly PG-13 it there's a whole bunch of stuff where for example but you can hear what they're saying you can hear what they're saying in English so like you say oh family and that subtitle is oh no both family is subtitled as nonsense screw it is subtitled as forget it <laughs> feeling like family is subtitled no fewer than three times as feeling like crap yeah he ke- and he keeps on saying he's like man I feel like family. Yeah. I feel like family. (laughs) In case you don't get that. Um, And And there's subtitles. (laughs) Crap, crap, crap. Just in case you have like any, any like puritanical Americans. uh, As you can't, as you can't understand somebody unless we give you English subtitles, what he's actually saying, saying is, is crap. crap. Just Even so if it sounds a lot. Yeah, like it doesn't matter that yeah. you've seen him just randomly casually shoot somebody through a bus window. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like that's the thing with the plot. 
where it's revealed that everybody is working with everybody else against everybody else and everybody's twisting and turning and i understand that like that's necessary to like keep audience interest to a certain extent because like everything's changing it's exciting but it means that you have no grounding you don't really care about any of the characters except for sikander sikander is the only one you know exactly exactly that's the thing because um um, fans uh, Salman Khan fans wouldn't care about the others. The others are just uh, uh, like um, ornaments, like pawns uh, around the board. Yes, they, they, because they need to be there, but uh, nobody cares uh, what their stories or anything. I mean, apart from maybe the, the girl. But otherwise, uh, everybody else is redundant. Yeah. Like uh, the the main thing uh, is focusing on the on the uh, hero, and then uh, even the fact that uh, you were saying, ah, these are homoerotic scenes and so on. I can assure you that uh, I mean, for um, uh, average Indian guys who watch the film in India, they wouldn't think. That, uh, that in, was Babu, to be yes, clear. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> they, they wouldn't think that uh, in a million years... Uh, they, they wouldn't think that, that it's, there's nothing wrong with yes, it. Yes, yeah. they would um, think, uh, I mean, uh, that uh, that is a display of masculinity. And um, uh, I've heard Indian guys saying, ah, I really like um, um, Salman Khan's body or um, Amir Khan's body or some uh, of these um, Bollywood Sorry, actors. Mooney's no? body. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> When you become a Bollywood star, they will say that about you as well. I need to start wearing tighter tank tops. Um. <laughs> exactly, but uh, I mean, uh, and uh, they 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 don't um, they are not afraid um, to to sound uh, gay or anything yeah. like that. You no, know, yeah. to be uh, because uh, for uh, for them is normal. Like for example, when we were kids and we were watching uh, I don't know Top Gun and so on, even there, the volleyball there scene, yeah. were scenes that were the the homoerotic later yeah. on but then when we were watching it we weren't thinking ah they yeah. look so gay maybe you but well, like, uh, this just looks a little bit uncomfortable no I, I mean uh, because when uh, when I was watching it with uh, my my friends whether it were 12 13 or something I, I mean uh, we were thinking ah they are good-looking guys and so on we weren't <laughs> thinking about uh, and, and, the, and the kids were saying ah they really look good they didn't think ah these are gay uh, I mean, yeah. so I mean, it depends on what um, uh, expectation uh, your audience has, uh, because uh, Indian audiences like seeing uh, heroes with uh, muscular bodies. Yeah. And I, I, the, pre-te- the pretense of that is amazing, where it's like they get thrown over the flaming car, but just a tiny bit of their shirt is on fire, <laughs> uh, and yes, they're rolling in the desert. And so, the, like the only solution that Yash and uh, Sikander can come to is, I must remove my shirt. But this yeah, is very but much... even if it's not uh, in in flame, they they would still <laughs> remove the shirt because yeah. uh, in uh, many of these. Uh kind of classical Bollywood uh, action films, there is a showdown where the hero and the villain are fighting uh, with their shirt off and they're fighting just with their uh, their hands. Well, we've noticed with the Amir Khan films that even in like PK, where his face is completely different and he's got the hairstyle and the styling of the eyebrows to make him look weird and eccentric, there's still an obligatory shirtless sequence where you're like, wow! There is completely naked. (laughs) But But still, he needs to be muscular. I mean, he he wouldn't have worked if he looked like... uh, I mean, Like Darren. No, like a very skinny guy. Because, uh, I mean, they need to be muscular, even if he does... uh, 
different films. Yeah. Amir Khan is still a hero, and so he needs to be Muslim. Yeah, but I, I think that the, the difference. I mean, if you if you look at the action sequences of the the nineteen eighties and the late eighties, early nineties, that was all kind of like the Schwarzenegger, Stallone, yeah. Jean Claude Van Damme. There were like fight sequences where, particularly Jean Claude Van Damme, in he, their underwear, he didn't have his clothes on. You know, yeah. he's like, you know, if a kickboxer. And, and, and nobody kind of thought that they were gay. But they, they weren't really massively homoerotic, really. Particularly even the Schwarzenegger ones, they weren't yeah. that kind of. Uh, the, the one I think of is the end of the Transporter with Jason Statham, where the two guys are practically naked. But they're wrestling in Greece as well, right? Yeah, and that was yeah. sort of that was one of the moments when you I was ten. Him fighting kind of, I I think like ten or twelve people. Yeah, that fight in the Greece where he where he, where he puts on the um, the, 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 bicycle, oil, the yeah. bicycle cleats. Yeah, uh, that's so an excellent up, scene. It is an excellent scene, but I remember that was one of the ones where I was like, oh wow, okay. Yeah, uh, they're, they're, I I think spe- speaking of things that people like. <laughs> um, there are a number of cat fights in. Yeah, oh in, yeah, that was a really good exactly, exactly because yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they they like showing the women fighting. fighting as well. One of the great moments comes at the end where like it's the two twins and Jessica have to have something to do while Sikander <laughs> is doing the action beat. So all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Singh's bodyguard shows up, and it's a great. The way it's shot is amazing because yeah. Singh's bodyguard shows up, and the three of them square off. And then from behind Singh's bodyguard emerge, and you've seen them in earlier shots, so it's not like they're out of nowhere, but two women fighting, so you don't have men fighting women. Oh, it's Rana. Rana. Sorry, it's Rana. And his two henchwomen. How did you not notice them earlier? Because I was so fixated on the uh, on the really tight tank tops that Sam and Khan was wearing, but the um, the thing is that yeah, you you have like they emerge from behind him, like because there's a moment where it's like really awkward. So am I going to have to punch women? Is this guy going to have to punch women? It's like no, thank goodness. <laughs> but actually, the the, the sequences that the two, if you like, heroines, the, the main were in the nightclub where they're fighting. They're, that was a really good sequence. Yeah. Some great fighting there yeah. because it was like some of it. It, it was they'd obviously learned sort of Thai boxing because some of the 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 kicks that they were doing with the kick to the um, uh, you know the the, the knees yeah. you know to the to the legs You're yeah to the, the legs, legs. Yeah. so it was basically the, the, the thighs, thigh yeah. and then that so they they've obviously had training and they, those are really good impressive sequences of, of women fighting you know that yeah. could have yeah. been uh, you know that would, yeah, it wasn't normally. I'm going to pull your hair. It wasn't that kind of. No, no, no. It was no, like it was, an, it was an actual on. proper fight sequence, yeah, which and was, great. It was very athletic. And, uh, and again, through lots, I love that there was so it much. Wasn't class. just that there was two like incredibly hot women have having a fight. Yeah, it was just that. Yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> but it was. But that you would have been enough. Yeah, that would, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Turned to Andrew, and Andrew was all of a sudden much more invested in the movie. Yes, <laughs> but, it, but it, it wasn't just, just two women, attractive women fighting. The, the sequence was really yeah, good. Yeah, it was. And, and again, and this then, is one and of the then things they repeated. It. Yeah, but it's the the foursome. Even yes. the, even the uh, setup of like the nightclub where there are enough glass surfaces that characters <laughs> can repeatedly get knocked through because they look great. Yeah. And again, this is the thing where you mentioned about Souza being a choreographer. It looks like, like the action sequences are built primarily not for stakes or not for drama or not for tension, right. but to look good. Yeah. Because they look great. They actually look like dance numbers almost. But it, it, it was repeated a bit too often though. Yeah. The, the throwing people through glass and it's slow motion. How can you <laughs> ever get tired of throwing people through glass in I, slow motion? But then he's consider um, entertaining yeah. and fun and yeah, so they do it I, I feel like it's slow-mo <laughs> through the glass crank there's a lot of cranking going on yeah 
Oh, yes, another great Jason Statham. <laughs> the the, uh, the low-angle shot of uh, Singh getting out of the helicopter, as you point out, in the middle of the desert, wearing a trench coat, wearing like what looks like a furry trench coat as well, uh, which is just fantastic. I like. It's so funny because the 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 uh, the rocket launcher that Sikander had. Or the minigun that Jessica had from the helicopter. Yeah. Either of those could have taken out the entire convoy in pretty much just like a, a, a manner of seconds. Yeah, and like Singh was riding at the front of the car. This is the thing that Babu was talking about where it's like go in the Z formation, which is designed to give the like set piece the moment where the car drives between the two and does like the Michael Bay arms akimbo shoot both cars simultaneously so they flip moments. Uh, why did you go towards yeah, the sides so yeah, that the man could go in the middle and shoot you? It's yeah. to justify that. It's the same way that, you know, how come Sikander just happened to pick a truck that has a surface-to-air missile launcher I've, and computer mainframe? I feel in like it. maybe the thinking behind it was, um, uh, could, could have been grounded enough. Maybe the thinking was, we'll peel off to the sides. He, he's, he's, going, he's going towards the car in front. So we'll peel off to the sides to let him go in front of and us. And then, then we'll both be behind him. It's more difficult for him driving the car to shoot backwards. Um, we'll both be able to shoot forwards. He'll hardly be able to shoot both of us. Sideways. Sideways. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, hold on a second. I think he's going to kill us. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's worth talking a little bit about Salman Khan and the character of Sikander as he appears in this movie because there's can I can I yeah. can I say that they, we were talking about people going to windows I feel like they might have even became aware of it at some point I think there is a point at which Yash kind of like takes a villain looks around <laughs> sees a window and puts them through it so like, like, where can I, I put this guy there's been a lot of windows have already been smashed but I'm sure if I look hard enough yeah, I can find one there must one. be one that's still available <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah and just kind of like moves him towards yeah. the one non-smashed window and smash yeah just gently but I mean there's there's this whole thing with again it's worth talking about like Sikander and Salman Khan as a hero because there's this very like the movie worship Salman Khan and like that sequence where he picks up the surface terror missile launcher is one example where like the camera focuses on the surface terror missile launcher and it's like yeah this is cool isn't it and then the camera pans upwards to his bicep as if to say oh, yeah. yeah this is also cool but isn't it, it shows him about to roll up his bicep and then it kind of like rewinds a bit to kind of uh, give uh, you a different getting out of the car again yeah. and uh, like it's 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 a slow reveal as if it's 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 kind you've of been like, waiting two hours for this yeah and, we're and gonna make you wait a little bit longer yeah, yeah. They're like, but i mean even throughout there's this whole thing with sikander where sikander is the special one he's the one who gets 50 percent of the stake he's the one that like singh says even like even when singh blows him up at the climax having betrayed him and sold him out singh is like that kid he's pure gold <laughs> um and then boom the gelatin coated car explodes i think it's, it's just that he uh see like if you look at the fast and the furious not to reference it again, but that is very much a, um, you know, you've got a, a group of characters and they all have special skills and, and they all get a bit of screen time. Yeah. Um, and this one is similar, but the only thing is here that, uh, Neil Kapoor's a big star, um, but he probably wouldn't be able to carry a big blockbuster film now. Yeah. Um, Bobby Dold, who plays the, um, Yash. 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 
this was kind of his introduction back to oh, okay. mainstream. Because um, I don't think he's been in a hit film for a long time, has he really? But he used yeah. to be a big star. Yeah, exactly. And then so this was kind of the... And the, and a lot of the, the pre-publicity was about um, Bobby, the body doll. You know, the the fact that they were saying that he'd transformed his physique and he was Why would you put that, him in a scene with Salmon Khan then? He's always going to be like the secondary guy in the shirt ripping yeah, scene. He's, he's definitely the secondary yeah. guy. There yeah, is yeah, no yeah. doubt about it. But to be the secondary guy in a Salman Khan film is still uh, very, very big. Better than, because, yeah, so, uh, yeah. I mean, even the fact that you were saying oh, it doesn't make sense to have him as a bodyguard just to, to give him a role. Yeah. To give him a role so that uh, there were more people uh, that um, could uh, play off of each other and they uh, could try to outdo each other in the in the film so even if uh, the um, their uh, relation doesn't make much sense uh, it's uh, it's just to a way to incorporate uh, yes yes uh, to, to to have more characters to to play out uh, this um, a game of um, um, I owe to you and I, I try to be smarter than you and so on. So I mean it was just part of the entourage. I mean because uh, Salman Khan anyway was the hero, so he, he doesn't need a bodyguard, yeah. you know. Yeah, I mean I, do, I, do, I don't think there's too many films that he does where he has a massive ensemble. Um, you know, so Hector Tiger he had a group of. of of um, so like two, sort of two he it? had like a, a group of people that went in with him but the Jonathan Reese Myers of Bollywood yeah um, but normally he, he probably he's the main character so even in this the, the, the secondary characters don't necessarily are going to be as big because I mean if you look at Fast and the Furious they've now made a because some of the characters spin-offs, are so yeah. popular they're going to have spin-offs and, and also because they couldn't get Vin Diesel and The Rock in the same room anymore <laughs> You see, I I think that he's Vin Diesel's a big enough star. He knows that he can carry. And he's not a candy ass. Yeah, he's not a candy ass. So, but I think, um, yeah, I I I think that he's just. It's just a way of. It's a it's it's a money making machine. Yeah. So it's like he knows right. Okay, so this will have another two films, and then what we'll do is I have spin off, and I'll be the producer and executive producer of Ah, the other. Because these are huge films. Like I say, I think the last two made a billion apiece. You know, so they they're not yeah. small small films, and they do take a lot of time to to make, you know, um, yeah. and and plan out. So he's already planning the next film before before this one's out. This one's out, yeah. You know, yeah. this kind of thing. So he's got and and uh, the latest that already he's also there's another spin off, not just the Luke's and the the Hobbs and Shaw. There's another one as well. Okay. So is this uh, the female centric one? Is yeah, that I've heard. Yeah, with, so uh, that's Michelle that's Rodriguez. another one. But what? I don't think it's Michelle Rodriguez that's going to star oh, okay. it. I think it's going to be somebody else. But what did you guys think of the music in the Fast and the Furious franchise? Start, I guess, with the with the first Fast and the Furious. and work our way through. <laughs> um, but yeah, but getting back <laughs> to race, back to race, back, back to race three though. Like you have this whole thing I with mean, Sikander. Talk about yeah. the race three music. Yeah, because like the thing with Sikander is like you have this whole thing where he has he has this conversation with Singh where he's like, look. I know I'm awesome. You know I'm awesome. Maybe you could just tell the other people that I'm not as awesome as we both know that I am. 
Or like the great moment where it's with Jessica. You solid goals. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or the moment with like Jessica. And again, there's all these wonderful little touches. Like during that final sequence where the guy, he punches a guy. The guy falls down and there's a gun under the truck. And he just proceeds to pull the truck to yeah. cut the guy's yeah. skull with his bare hand. And like, it wasn't the you... small truck either. No. <laughs> and like, he's a man. He, pull, he, he can pull, do it. He pulls away in his massive truck. <laughs> he rapidly swimming swinging a machine gun um under the car towards his legs while salmon can quite kind of leisurely just kind of lifts a tractor tire over his head he's like not concerned at all that his leg is going to be cut in half by this machine gun or there's the moment where like when he's talking about the betrayal of jessica and the line which is great i noticed my bag of money was missing (laughs) (laughs) because the people that bag some money around How do you you travel? I love the idea that Sikander just travels with bags of money. It's like, well, one of my bags of money was missing. Somebody's going to be very disappointed with that. I also, that ties into the whole, like we talked about like the criminals thing. And like the moment, I love the moment at the climax of the film where it's like, you know this this Singh, this arms dealer that we've been following, who's been selling guns without licenses and blowing up people's hearts? He might not be a good guy. And I love that the movie sells this by saying, I'm going to use all this square footage you give me to import drugs. You know, cocaine, meow meow, MDMA, heroin. He says LSD and uh, and, and, and the subtitles say meow meow. meow, Yeah. Um, but like I, I love the fact that like that's how you know he's a bad guy it's like when he was dealing illegal arms he was a good guy but it's like the godfather <laughs> standard of like no never drugs it's like, yeah. <laughs> like you're waiting for the moment where he says and we're gonna sell him to kids too um, I suppose maybe Crank is the movie that that doesn't just the, the action movie that doesn't just um, celebrate how awesome um, weapons are but also might celebrate how great drugs are are, are just general kind of like they, they like um uh, uh mind altering um, substances yeah yeah Did, um is there a when he electrocutes himself is um sorry we're not talking about crank <laughs> uh, but but yeah is there going to i'm i'm there probably has been a movie where 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 the main character is is, is like taking um loads of drugs or, or train spotting um, no, but no, I mean action movie. Like, no, like I know, in, I know in, an action movie in, a, in in an action movie are selling a whole um, a whole lot of drugs, like yeah. kind of like bringing in a whole lot of drugs and like killing all. Of, yeah, yeah, I suppose Scarface. It's <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> probably the example. Taking a whole lot, but then it doesn't really seem like such a cool idea. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> the movie. drugs is destroying <laughs> him. Yeah, but um, I mean, um, in terms of the music, actually, because you mentioned the music, what do we think of the music here? Um, I didn't really like it. To be honest, I didn't think the soundtrack was particularly. I think it was trying to become too. It was too modern, maybe and too dark. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Well, and I'm... there were some strange sequences. Yes, which you know, like Black Swan type, you know, yeah. ballet dancers. And There's all. even the moment so, where like they're doing because you you mentioned that you thought this was going to be a heist movie, right? And well, it they, was. yeah, but like kind of yeah, but it looked like it was going to be where it's like we need to get the hard disk out of this bank. And like, so you have that sequence is happening where they're going to break into the bank and they're going to steal the hard disk. Now, for later on, you find that the hard drive, is all, hard drive has already been stolen. So none of this actually matters. But while this is happening, you're intercut with a dance sequence in the nightclub across the way. And I love that Sikander's like, so you're going to break into the bank. There's going to be a nightclub across the way. There's probably a sewer that connects them. 
I'm gonna be in the nightclub. And they're like, so you're gonna come in for the bank with us? Like, no, I'm gonna. I'm gonna <laughs> no, just so we're clear, there's a nightclub here. You guys are gonna go in the sewer. I'll be in the nightclub performing. I've been thinking about you. And by the London boys. But don't worry, because the nightclub is more dangerous than the bank you're robbing. Yeah. And there's a bit where, because at that the moment. The real peril is uh, like um, uh, women <laughs> being shot at this regular nightclub yeah. it's not your your underground heist <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'll there's just be no standing security. in the middle of the street yeah there's no security yeah. and she like, gets shot randomly and he catches her and then here, he's framed somehow here's the plans to the bank what you do is you go in a straight line <laughs> cut through the walls then you cut through the safe then you take it out <laughs> then you go That's, back in the hole you and you go back <laughs> Back again, a straight line, the same way you came, and, and that's the that's the robbery. Yeah, because yeah. it it feels like the movie's almost like because the, there's a big deal made of like it's like well the hard disk is in here and you've got to have like a thumb scan and a password and you've got you to get it out. Need any of that to rob it? Yeah, but it, it's like because it feels like it's setting up that sort of Fast and Furious thing. Because you mentioned Fast and Fast Five, which is the movie that I feel is its closest to, where you have the sequence where they're taking the safe through yeah, the streets yeah. of Rio. And I was kind of waiting for something like that to happen, but it's just like, no, we're, we're going to go through a sewer in a straight line, going to go up, we're going <laughs> to open the safe, take it out, and go back the way we and came. This is what I think it's a bit lazy. You know, it's kind of like, uh, and, and even when it, because in Fast and the Furious, we, we, we laughed to edit all these bits out about no. Fast and the Furious, but when, when you see them going through the um, Rio, you yeah. know, with two safes, yeah. the, and you're thinking, that looks really stupid, but it's okay. Yeah, and because it was outrageous. Yeah, but it was, it was it was it was yeah. Whereas yeah. this one was a bit lazy in the sense yeah. that it, it there wasn't it was there was no real innovative uh, yeah. innovative. Uh, it was, I mean, even when she was trying to cut the safe, it wasn't. Oh, I just have got this laser torch. And I'll, <laughs> I'll just go around with it, you know. You know yeah. And it's not even a you know. It, it, she wasn't even making any effort. I'll just you know, yeah. oh, just go. But, but it's because it wasn't about that. Uh, it's I mean, McGuffin, uh, wasn't it? It wasn't uh, in, in, uh, the fact that they had to go and uh, open the safe and steal the hard drive was just uh, uh, something that they had to do just uh, to give them um, a reason to um, uh, be more scheming and find more uh, ways of showing that uh, uh, all these twists and yeah. turns of the plot but uh, and it was just something that was cool to do because uh, you see it again in western movies yeah. but uh, it wasn't important I think you're giving it a lot of credit because like it is something cool but it should have been a lot cooler I, I, that's, I, that's I, the I, thing I think I think a lot of the reason why it went down the way it did yeah. why it's a teeny little um, uh, safety deposit box the reason it's a, the reason it's a very small safety deposit box is because it, it's to hold a, 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 a very small hard disk the reason why it's a very small case or a very small hard disk is because at some point a drone has to come and pick it up yeah. <laughs> so, um, and also because Sam and Khan's not involved in this just, scene so it's I, not really important I've reverse engineered exactly. it yeah. from the point it's like let's use a drone <laughs> at some point yeah. um, to it's like yeah, is, is that going to seem kind of crappy when we break in and there's just a <laughs> tiny little uh, briefcase? Uh, oh, I did love the bearer bonds. I love the movie's emphasis on bearer bonds. And left and, it on the top of a dustbin. <laughs> yeah. um, no, no, and, and also yeah, the great yeah, bit yeah. where it's like, what you guys are going to do is you're going to like wait until somebody picks it up and then you're going to follow them in these two gigantic <laughs> cars parked looming right over the briefcase. They'll never see us coming. 
just, um, well, that's why I think it, it, it was, because they had all the ingredients and all the money, and yet they didn't, they could, it, like you said, it could have been so much more cooler, and it would have been one of those films that people go, yeah, I'm going to watch that again. I mean, it's, but it, it, it's one of these films that maybe you watch once and then you don't really watch again because it's not cool in that I mean, sense. Like, that. like the, the, it were, the, there were bits about it that were bananas that made it like much better. Yeah. But the, but the but the the, the but stuff the stuff like the, bananas, though, really. the That's stuff the like thing. the heist though, where like the I suppose the crazy thing about it was that they're at the same time doing this co- uh, song and dance of, number uh, two. Yeah. I've been thinking about you by the yeah. London Boys, or yeah. like a, a Bollywood remix of it. Exactly. And like so, I mean, I, I love that at that moment in time, like nobody knows what the relationship between Jennifer and Yash is. So as far as everybody's concerned, Yash is belo- is in love with Jennifer, Jessica, sorry. Yeah. And Jessica is like his fiance to be. But all of a sudden, he's hanging, she's hanging out in a nightclub with Sikander performing I've Been Thinking About You. But um, imagine how good it would have been if they were doing like this impassable, intricate... Um, heist. <laughs> safe heist. While performing. <laughs> but I, I, I just think... Um... I mean, I I just think he looks a bit old now to be doing those song and dance scenes. Uh, sorry, uh, oh yes, um, Salmon Khan. Salmon Khan, because he looks a bit well, the, chubby the, the, the in, guy, in parts. You know. I don't think that's chubby. Uh, well, yeah. no, like he's, 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 he's still muscular. He's very yeah. up. Yeah, he's, he's, he's on all up. of this, like, um, uh, testosterone replacement therapy stuff where he where got, like, these huge kind of uh, uh, traps and kind of um, well, I mean, like, uh, sticking out. This is the thing with the action movies. And again, I feel like maybe I'm being a bit overly judgmental with them. But, like, he's... Sh- he's... By the way, Shamsher Singh isn't too old no. to, for uh, song and dance numbers. He stands there. He's, in a he's, coat. He's, he's very, he's very, he's not very dancey. He just stands yeah. in the middle he's, of the crowd. He's, and he's mouthing certain yeah. things. Yeah. 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 Um, it's like he's a little bit too cool, but he'll sort of like do it with the kids. Um, but there's like the he's thing. popping his head like in a, quite a rhythmical uh, yeah. fashion. Yeah. The thing with the Salmon Khan's musculature, and I wonder if I'm being maybe a little bit overly judgmental here, is that like he's built like a Schwarzenegger. Uh. But, but the some of the action beats, I'm thinking particularly of like the opening scene in the warehouse, which is fantastic. I absolutely adore the sequence in the warehouse. But they require him to move like a Jet Li or a Jackie yeah, Chan. Yeah, and he can't so do it. he has to do things like he does the flying kick and stuff. And it's weird because like he looks like he could take anybody to the cleaners. Uh, some... Exactly, that's uh, that's the way he's supposed yeah. to be. Then obviously, yes, uh, uh, stunt doubles. Uh, yeah. He's not uh, doing his stunts by himself, yeah. and I mean, when he's not uh, doing these action sequences, he's not so big. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. obviously, in order to look like that, you need to, to have up, yeah. uh, uh, trained for two yeah. hours until five minutes before the shot. So you do, you do the push-up yes. in the hall? Yes, yes, no, no. They, yeah. they need to have uh, trainers like uh, yeah. there and then on set. Wow. And uh, they need to have uh, weights and everything because otherwise you, you cannot possibly look like yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, and nobody, not, yeah. uh, no, not just a normal person, nobody. Yeah. I mean, even, uh, I mean, we were watching these uh, videos by Schwarzenegger and he was saying that, uh, I mean, there is no magic pill. Yeah. You, you need to do reps, reps, reps for hours per day if you want to look much. No, I, I think when they do the Hollywood, particularly the, the Schwarzenegger, Stallone, and even Hugh Jackman, when he said that you know he did Wolverine, there are they know specifically what day yeah. they're going to be shooting a scene where he doesn't have his shirt on, yeah. and 
he will make sure. And if they ring him up and go, oh, actually, we'll move that day, he'll go, no, yeah. no we're shooting it that day because I'm working towards that day. Yeah. And so, I mean, like, and I think Zach Efron's talked about how he doesn't drink water uh, on the days that they're shooting. Yeah, exactly, because it, it defines you, know, you more. Yeah, because right? yeah. Yeah. you're, I mean, generally, even when the, and that all comes from the bodybuilding where they, they, they're dehydrated so that they haven't got the water in their in their muscles yeah. and skin so that they're it more it gets tighter yeah they're more defined when yeah. they're when they're dehydrated so that's that's kind of what they do and they then tend not to eat too much as well that's why i think in some scenes he, he looks a bit because he has a kind of body where he's going to be he probably like puffy, will, will, yeah puffy well, he's 52 he's years big. old like yeah, yeah and he's got his belly kind of a little bit when he you was know. here in um, to, to, to film the tiger uh, i mean uh, there was a moment when uh, he was uh, changing next to me and oh. uh, yes because i she was, she was kind I was, of a uh, i was uh, on the sides and uh, he was next to me and he had to change his shirt and uh, he didn't look like that because uh, yeah. the sequences here in um, uh, in Dublin didn't require him to be shirtless. So he so, hadn't been doing the prep. Yes. So he was big, but he wasn't defined. Okay. And uh, and that's uh, but that would happen with any any of yeah. these uh, action heroes, like that uh, they they need to uh, look work big. out for a specific scene. Tradi- um, traditionally, in in when 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 you're an extra and there and there's an actor, um, you get you get undressed uh, while while standing across from each other, look, look, looking at each other, getting dressed. No, it's not. It's not like that. You have to look at the Let's not break open no, that. It's just. Yeah. Uh, it's just that uh, basically it was cold. It yeah. was rainy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was a sequence to be shot uh, at night uh, in uh, Trinity College, and I happened to be standing there with uh, the other <laughs> assistant directors, and uh, there was a small tent, uh, and so uh, and he had to be there as well. It's not because yeah. uh, it needs to be a communal experience. <laughs> <laughs> Giovanna it's kind of pointless taking off your shirt with nobody else around. Well, uh, Giovanna was working on the crew as um, as kind of um, yes, a, a, was, uh, a volunteer. Yes, I was kind helping of, out. Nice. I was yeah. helping the agents. Crowd control and yes. this kind of yeah. stuff. With, uh, so she wasn't just lingering, watching people. Take <laughs> <laughs> Waiting no. for that. That's no, they, sweet they, they wouldn't have allowed me to <laughs> no, linger. They, they do have security guards around yeah. him, even in, in Dublin when he was shooting. So yeah. that it is kind of... Uh, from yeah. I mean, well, there is a Yash. Yash is a person who really exists, apparently. Uh, yeah. He does, because, oh. well, he, even in Dublin, there was a guy that used to be his stunt double. He's actually, he's, um, he's a bodyguard as well. Because when, not, when we went to the after-show party, um, not that we get invited to too many of those things, just to let point that out to <laughs> listeners. Um, Do they the, have club milks at them? Sorry, they have club mints, yeah. And, uh, they said, "Do you want to come along? Because we've got toffee crisp." Uh, so, no, but it was, it was it was it was really funny because really, the, I had never worked. I wasn't working on the production, but Giovanna was. And during the day, we um, one of the assistant directors said to us, "Are you coming along, particularly to Giovanna?" Because Giovanna was um, interviewing them for a thesis, and. He happened to say to her, Giovanna, are you, are you coming along to the, the after show, the wrap-up party? And Giovanna said, well, no, we haven't been invited. So, so, well, I'm inviting you. And so we went along. 
And actually, we were, it was in Pacino's just... Oh, uh, on yeah. sort of... Um, it's up by Grafton Street. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. opposite Tavolka. Yeah, it's yeah. lovely. I, well, it used to be yeah. lovely. I think they changed the menu a little while ago. Yeah. yeah. So we were there, and, the, the, oh. and the, <laughs> there weren't too many Indians other than who were in the... who were part of the crew. And I just happened to be invited along because I was with Giovanna. And this guy who was a security guard was giving me the most evil look going as if, what are you doing here? And he was staring it's me out. a fan. He was the bodyguard. Uh, because like, he so. thought he was an Indian fan, you know, because yeah. uh, during the, uh, the production, uh, they were always uh, being followed by hordes of uh, Salman Khan fans yeah. who wanted to go and touch him and uh, get a picture uh, taken with him and everything. You know? And so he saw uh, Babu was uh, looking Indian. And uh, I mean, even if... Uh, even if Babu didn't know Salman Khan was... Uh, until yeah, I wasn't a big fan. I yes. was a British Asian. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Maybe I, you're I, my third favourite now. <laughs> <laughs> And, and so he thought that he was there to bother Salman, yeah. no? and Which he said I have known he was, uh, he was there uh, trying to take a picture of uh, me with Salman. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just actually there, just having a, a beer yeah. on the street, just passing by, and it was like, you know, I was just, you know, we'd bought a beer, and he was looking at me, and he yes. didn't recognise no, me. No, and so. then he, he saw that he was with me, and uh, because we, me and uh, these other um, students from Trinity who were volunteering on the sets, we were talking to the bodyguard, no? so he knew us, and so he saw he was with me, and he, he, he understood he was fine. I mean, yeah, so that was it. That's our Salmon Khan story. All right, um, is there anything else you want to talk about with the film? Anything that we've missed? Anything that sort of jumps out at people that we haven't uh, discussed with regards to? The pole dancing during that. Uh, during the heist. About you seeing. Oh, one thing, sorry. It's also pretty great. No, I just wanted to say I appreciate it. Was, it was very, I was uh, thinking, who is this pole dancer? And I'm like, oh, it's Jessica. That's Jessica. Jackie, Jackie, she's a, you know, she's a, she's a con woman, a government agent, a breaker of hearts. Hot also, pants wear. Also a hot pants wear. The yeah. other thing is that, you know, uh, not that I'm objecting, but it, 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 the film did kind of, you know, now in the current climate with the Me Too movement and all this kind of stuff, Indian films haven't. It, it, they're still kind of yeah. objectifying women in that sense that There's that's the, the role. There's a moment of... where the banker shows up and like they're. Like, oh, by the way, I love how easy it is to get a billion dollars. <laughs> not not a, not a billion rupees <laughs> or crown. It's a billion dollars uh, and two of them. We need two of them now. <laughs> but I love the bit where the banker shows up. He's like, "Oh yeah, I'm sure I can arrange that loan." And he like stares. He's staring at one of the women, and Salman Khan just sort of edges into the frame. <laughs> God, don't let it happen again. Um, sort of way. Yeah, it's. There's, there's an interesting... There's yeah. a moment... And I, again, the fact that women can't fight men, they have to... Again, there's the awkward moment where, well, like, Rana's... in the Fast and the Furious they do, movies, yeah. Yeah. With Gina Carano's character Gina Carano and Michelle Rodriguez. And Michelle Rodriguez. And Michelle, they Michelle do it again with Michelle deep, Rodriguez and Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Um, because in um, uh, in the past, uh, um, heroines in um, Bollywood films wouldn't be able to fight. Yeah. I mean, apart from some... Um, um, uh, here in um, um, playing like uh, warrior women in yeah. the past but not traditionally uh, Bollywood uh, heroines wouldn't be able to fight but now uh, again to, to show that they are more modern and more uh, up to date with fight sequences and so on also involving women uh, uh, several Bollywood films have women fighting right. that are uh, sexy able to fight but also yeah. able to dance yeah. and I, 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 but the, the, I, the camera did linger the, sorry it, to interrupt you but the camera did linger oh, yeah, quite no, no, a lot the hot pants the, the hot pants were noticed but it, it's, it's such a funny thing the, like a couple of things first of all it's not it's not that women can't fight 
fight men. It's that men can't fight women. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, the moment where Rana's like, standing there, why, it's like, this is really why, awkward. Why do you have to have it that, like, women can only fight men? It's like, you realise if they were if they were fighting a man, then that would be a man <laughs> fighting a woman. Yeah. And kind of, like, punching them around. And then it would the, look, uh... then, then it would be worse. So, um... Oh, but no, the, I think it's, it's that her, the hero can't fight women. Because if you look in the... Um, the warehouse oh, yeah, you're right. The, the all the goons they, all of yeah, the, are men. All of the men. Yeah. All the, the... Yeah, but even Rana. Even when they're, Rana. they're kicking the crap out of... Oh, like, yeah, the for, twins. For, like, far too long. It's, but that's <laughs> like, <laughs> kicking them over oh, yeah. and over again. And I are they going to keep on kicking them? And they do. That's another we're waiting for Sikander to arrive. Yeah. Like he, You don't see it this time, but he's gliding through the desert well, in his was, squirrel costume. Just... There are a number of scenes that last like a little bit too long. Yeah. While like, Sikander's waiting to show up. Yeah, the that one was where one they're in them. the bus, yeah. definitely. But, but then the, the where one they're where they're being like, getting the crap kicked out of this guy. But it's like at some point they're going to stop and just let them cradle their wounds. But it's like, no, on kicking them I think the plan is like once we're finished here kick them to death <laughs> that was uh, Singh's plan it's kick like them on the ground until they die, die. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but yeah because she got booted quite, quite a lot <laughs> she did though didn't she yes but uh, I mean uh, this is a kind of cartoon uh, yeah, like violence, violence yeah. because you don't see I mean um, blood or a lot of blood <laughs> or uh, anything particularly gory it's just uh, because uh, the, this kind of kicking yeah. and so on is part of the spectacle <laughs> even like, when he rolls the uh, truck over the guy's uh, head but, you uh, just hear a squish but this... yeah, exactly but uh, because you don't see anything happening you just think eyes. Ah, Salman that is so strong that he can casually <laughs> move a truck yeah. but uh, you don't think that he's doing anything bad because uh, you Squash. don't care about the other person and, and that's the interesting thing right so you can boot a person to you know like as, as long as you want but the, kissing somebody is no no Kissing is still um, um, something that um, uh, many big Bollywood stars wouldn't do on film. There's no, they, none of that in a common film. No, film. no, no, no yes, exactly. <laughs> but uh, because, no uh, because the, uh, the I mean, um, they, they are still very conservative, especially in terms of uh, family films, yeah. because even this is a film that uh, the whole family can go and watch. Yeah, because no sex. Bollywood films would be uh, for everybody so there would be a bit of a comedy for the kids a bit of uh, action for the guys a bit of romance uh, for the women and uh, family stories for the uh, older member of the family you know and so uh, I mean uh, they, they need to fit in certain categories and uh, they cannot uh, show too much uh, um, Sexual. Sex um, yeah. and um, violence that they can show, uh, provided it is not so too gory. gory yeah. Right? Yeah. But uh, 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 kissing and sex is uh, something that is um, particularly frowned upon uh, for family film. Obviously, there are other films, other um, Bollywood films uh, that show kissing, no yeah. problem, but they are not films for the wider yeah. audience. Uh, they right. are films for they call them metropolitan audiences yeah. which means people who are educated middle class and used to watching western films yeah. but if a film needs to appeal to the indian masses then 
it needs uh, to not to have kissing and uh, to adhere to particular conventions. It's so fun. It's so um, strange, though. It's so kind of incredibly um, puritanical. Or, it, or it's like the whole audience is like Fred Savage in The Princess Bride. <laughs> where they're like, oh, please. No kissing. Please no kissing. Um, but the... But like even, he falls even, into bed with her at one point, but he's still wearing a suit and they don't kiss. But he wakes up with the note on his pillow. Yes, yes. I don't think I've ever seen his films with a kiss in it. No, no, okay, but yeah. he, he doesn't. No, but uh, there are references even in Act the Tiger. You see him with Katrina Kaff, who is naked with just a. Um, 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 uh, no, not a towel, it's a bed sheet okay. on. But uh, you don't see anything, and okay. they never kiss. Oh, okay. So I mean, it suggested obviously yeah. the uh, adults yeah. watching the film can uh, put the pieces together. Yes, yes, they can guess that uh, they've been having sex, but you don't see any oh. of that, and you don't see any kissing. It's even to the point where the the um, he is exposed as um, hugging yes. uh, Jessica, and the. Um, uh, the uh, sister says like oh uh, do good friends uh, smooch and with the implication that maybe either they do or they don't yeah but before you can find out he closes, closes the laptop, laptop. <laughs> exactly because like, no 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 kisser. because you're not supposed to be seeing yeah. that but uh, that is uh, something that is very traditional <laughs> in uh, Bollywood films even in um, older Bollywood films uh, you you would often see Two characters uh, uh, getting closer, and then uh, before uh, they they actually touch uh, each other, yeah. there, there is maybe a, a flower uh, okay. popping up uh, during a song sequence or ah, something, okay. on or a, a ribbon, a or, a, a or, or a, no, no, mm-hmm. a ribbon or yeah. something passes through their faces, mm-hmm. so you cannot ah. see. So, and and um, we have these fight scenes with the girls in 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 hot pants kind of rolling around but you're not allowed to show them kissing is that correct no because the sexual <laughs> references are Steady there yeah. the references Sorry. are there it's not like they are not there but uh, there cannot be anything obvious yeah. uh, even yes, in uh, older bollywood films you would see for example the wet sari sequence would be very oh, prominent this, yeah. Uh, yeah. that would be made normally th- uh, during a song and dance sequence uh, uh, there are um, elements that symbolize a kind of sex that would be uh, running around the trees yeah. and uh, and um, uh, and then there would be the wet sari sequence when uh, the, uh, uh, the heroine is seen with uh, uh, wet clothes clinging to her so you can see yeah. her body but uh, you cannot really see it because uh, it's still it's, covered it's so it's fine just going back to uh, Andrew's um, <laughs> lesbian reference there um, the, there is actually a film coming out shortly uh, in India with uh, lesbians portrayed Oh yeah. yes, yes, so but, that's coming up soon. but it, it won't be a Salman Khan film. No, it, it yeah. wouldn't be a traditional yeah. Bollywood film. They're saying that's going to hit the mainstream. Yeah. Uh, oh, really? So yeah, I don't know. I, I just read a, a, a something in the news, oh, okay. but I, I didn't. I just no, a headline. For example, even Margarita with a straw that uh, um, uh, it has a uh, uh, Bollywood actress who is uh, white actually, but uh, she's a white yeah. Indian. 
and uh, Kalki Kelchin, and uh, she's the wife of a um, famous um, uh, um, Bollywood um, uh, slash uh, Indian independent um, uh, cinema, who is um, uh, Anura Kashyap. Anyway, she, in uh, this um, film entitled Margarita with a Straw, she's playing a disabled girl who has uh, some sort of cerebral palsy or something, who is also lesbian. So, okay. and, and this was a um, um, famous film, I mm, mean, okay. it wasn't, uh, I mean, it was controversial, but it wasn't banned or yeah. anything, and it was very successful, but obviously it wasn't a film for the as masses. As mainstream yes. as this would be. If we want to talk about sexuality in the movie, there's the times when the camera kind of lingers on Sexy Uncle. <laughs> the camera really likes him. Everybody really loves Sexy yeah. Uncle. Sexy what a Uncle, man. Yeah, Sexy Uncle is the only character throughout who the film who, sexy. who doesn't seem to play any games. You know what you're getting with Sexy Because even like Sikander, like again, like the big twist, despite the fact Sikander is nominally the hero of the film, the big twist of it is oh, by the way, Sing, for the past 10 years, <laughs> I've been plotting and scheming behind my back to manipulate you into a position where I could bring it all. All crashing down on you. Well, I, I, I guess uh, sexy, I, sexy I love, by the way, that kind of plays Shamsher thing. Yes, he does. He, and that's he the does thing. Because I, sorry, yeah, I interrupted I, you. No, no, like, like I. It's I, just that he told him ten years ago when he was. 25. And by the way, I love that so shot of, of Sam and Cam with the haircut. Uh, yes, yes, because uh, that is the haircut he used yeah. to have when he was younger. Yeah. And, uh, when so, he was 25. Uh, uh, yes, yes, but even now, even if he's over 50, he's still playing a character who are 30 yeah, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you can't like, see Babu's like, face. So he's supposed to be 35. His eyebrows are erased. Like with Amir Khan and Randa Basante. Oh, we're playing um, a student. Yeah, but I, like a, a, a lot of these actors are able to play a whole yeah. range. Like but the, 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 the guy who plays Shamsher, it goes back maybe... Oh, uh, yeah, to the pre- flashback when presu- he tells the story yeah. of his... Presumably to when Sikander is 10. Uh, yes. So, like, uh, what, 25 years yeah, earlier, maybe? Yeah. Um, we uh, do maths good on the podcast. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he's it's like they've dialed Anil Kapoor's hair black yeah. and his beard is and black. he looks yeah. like a young man. Yeah. yeah. And, again, you're kind of wondering, like, you're waiting for the moment where, like, they're doing that with Al Pacino and Kill the Irishman, except, but with CGI. You know? Yeah, I, I think that... Um... The investment in, in 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 special effects is a lot more than it used to be in Indian films. So yeah, it's is possible. it possible they did that? Is that right? um, I would say that they probably used a bit because in a recent film that we saw with um, Shah Rukh Khan, he was playing a like a midget. You know, oh, so, okay, so that would have to be something that was done digitally, presumably. Yes, yes, because he's, um, uh, yeah. he's tall. tall. Yeah. I mean, he's so, not, uh, he's not so small. So it wouldn't be so. unusual to, right. to have any other. But I think that. Um, Simon Kaz, he's aged very well, I think. Yes. And he has the same hairstyle for the last 10 years, probably. Can I ask, like, again, this is the first Salman Khan film I've seen, but is that thing where he, like, brushes the sides of his gel back hair with his palms, is that, like, a signature thing that he does? Because he does it, like, four or five times in the film while looking at the camera. Is that, like, a crowd service moment? It's like you're getting a Salman Khan. Ah, it's just if, because it looks cool. Got it, but yeah. Yeah. He's got it flaunted. Like, okay. I remember I went to the... When I had uh, quite long hair at some point, I was deciding kind of what are what are hairstyles, <laughs> and, and so I looked at a, like a, a, a list of hairstyles, and I spoke to the barber. I was like, "I want a Shah Rukh Khan." <laughs> yeah, but I was saying kind of like, 
is this a thing? And it's like, maybe if you're Asian, kind of, and, and, and it, uh, no, but okay. like there's different, uh, different hair. Oh, okay. Um, uh, hey, in uh, fact, there are people, for, for would, uh, people would ask, uh, uh, because for example, Shah Rukh Khan has uh, uh, this kind of uh, haircut, uh, a bit long, no? Yeah. And uh, he had it for a long time. And so people would ask for a Shah Rukh Khan cut. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, I just, I, I do love, and he does it even in the song and dance numbers. He does uh, it like framing his face, he, like the Derek Zoolander sort of But thing. pretty much he has that same hairstyle yeah. for the last 10 years, would you say? Yeah. All of his songs. Are, he's, and it seems to be that exact hairstyle. So he probably has an awful lot of hairspray on it and, you know, and it stays stable. Uh, so yes, uh, I made his, um, his hairdresser. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes, yes, he has a personal one who is always there with him. And, that this doesn't happen naturally. Uh, no, no, no. All right. Um, I think this about wraps up. Is there anything else you want to talk about that no, we have? Let's 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 take this out of here, baby. Yeah, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> um, but yeah, is so. With that in mind, then, is there anything you'd like to recommend to the listeners? Anything you enjoyed? Maybe along the lines of the film we just watched. Like, if people wanted something like Race Three but was good, what would you recommend for them, guys? I, I think the last big action movie I, I I really enjoyed. I must admit, and it is long in the tooth, but it seems to have. Um, Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible, the last Mission Impossible. Yeah. It was really, really good. And I, I saw it multiple times and, you know, it, it seems to have been... That set the bar really yeah. high, you know, uh, and I looked... And then I, I saw the film and then I saw the, like, documentary clips and then you realise that he did a lot of his own stories. Yeah. And you thought, you're mad, you're crazy. But he, he obviously did. Yeah. When he was jumping from one building to another. I nearly broke his ankle. He kept going. Yeah, he did. And you saw him uh, in the actual film. And you said, yeah, he's limping a bit there. Wasn't he? oh, yeah. and, and, but the reason for that was that because he, he broke his ankle. Broke his ankle. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, that, I, would, I would say that. And one. Giovanna, and what about you? If you were to recommend something along the lines of Race 3, if we have listeners who are like, I kind of like it, but maybe I, something... I would recommend uh, as a, a better Salman Khan uh, film, I would recommend Dick the Tiger. Dick the Tiger would have been. It's a um, um, 2012 film, and it was uh, partially shot in Dublin, and he basically talks about uh, um, an Indian um, secret agent who came to Dublin to stop a Trinity College professor from selling uh, missile uh, secrets to Pakistan and uh, in the process uh, he falls in love with a pa- Pakistani secret oh, agent. Secret agent. Right, and Andrew, is there anything you're enjoying at the moment that you'd recommend? Action movie-wise, bad movie-wise, anything like that? Um, any any um, maybe foreign language action movie um, uh, like I suppose there there. There's, there's, there's so much, there's so much great stuff that um, I think the raid, raid two. Oh, they're you know, great. Ang, yeah, Angbak yeah, movies the, as well. Yeah. Those would have been a long time ago. I yeah, guess, but yeah. not recently. There hasn't, there hasn't, this has, there hasn't been a recent. Sometimes they take a while to kind of break through. I know yeah. with Angbak before it kind of reached the likes of me, it had to kind of go through several layers. Oh, no, no, I, I, I used to watch a lot of those films. Yeah. Um, what you. I would recommend then is The Night Comes For Us. It's on Netflix. Um, it's a action movie. It's sort of, it is, it's Thai, I believe. But it's, um, it has a terrible plot. But like, face it, if you listen to a two and a half hour podcast about Race 3, you know you 
the plot's probably not what you're concerned about. But you it has these. The it has amazing <laughs> action sequences. It has astounding action sequences. There's a great moment where a character like strangles another character with a machine gun while reloading it from somebody's belt and shooting them in the face. It's <laughs> staggering. It's got all these wonderful set pieces, and it stars the guy from the raid as well. Um, just to, and it, it's kind of. I would recommend that if you're looking for an action movie fix. If you're looking for a bad movie fix, I would recommend Gotti. I watched Gotti recently, which is John Travolta doing Marlon Brando as John Gotti the gangster, featuring lines such as, your 12-year-old son, we don't know sometimes why God does what he does and why he took it from you. To which Gotti in the character, and John Travolta replies, he was 12 years old, he didn't have a hair on his prick. Um, and it's like, yep, yeah. there's a moment where he's comforting his wife after his 12-year-old son dies, and he says, uh, honey... I know how you feel, but we got four other kids. Um, it's <laughs> Mommy. staggeringly terrible and ill-judged, and Travolta thinks he's making The Godfather, and it's directed by uh, Kevin Conley from Entourage, so it has three separate cuts of John Travolta getting into a car. Um, I think you is this on its... This is Netflix or this is, Amazon um, Prime? Or? Yeah, uh, you may have to order it online from somewhere, to be honest. That bad? Yeah. Um, but yeah, oh, there's a there's a funeral sequence in the Bronx in New York City that is set to House of the Rising Sun, which has the opening lyric, there is a house in New Orleans. Um, there's a moment where they talk about the five bosses from the five boroughs and name each of them slowly and painfully in case you can't recognize them. There's a meeting of mob bosses where they cut to John Travolta talking about how great the movie Goldfinger is because it features a scene with a bunch of mob bosses meeting. <laughs> it's just awful, but in all the right way. So this great. is a TV series or a film? No, it's a film. Oh. It was supposed to be his big thing. It was going to be like his big Oscar, Oscar oh. push. Uh, but anyway, if people are looking for a bit more Babu, a bit more Giovanna, a bit more Andrew in their lives, where can they find you guys? I'm uh, at John Travolta on Twitter. <laughs> um, I'm on Facebook at Giovanna Rampazzo. Yeah. I'm not really anywhere at the moment. You're on I'm, Facebook, me too. I'm on Facebook. <laughs> if you can find him, you can friend him. Yeah. To be honest, there's not a lot that no okay uh, I'm on online at Darren underscore Mooney um, I co-host another podcast called the Scanlon Podcast and the podcast this one that you're listening Slow to can be, found, can be found online at at the 250 or on Stitcher on iTunes on SoundCloud wherever uh, good podcasts or even not so good podcasts are found we'll be back next week hopefully with Jivan and Babu again discussing And Halhoun which is the a new movie that came in at 160 on the IMDb's top 250 movies of all time. I'm looking forward to that. I haven't seen it. Take it easy. Oh, that's on. Oh, by the way, if you want to watch it, it's on Netflix, so it's very, very accessible. I feel like maybe we should point people to where they can find these movies online, but it is available on Netflix if you have a subscription. So you can join us, watch it, and join us next week when we'll be talking about that. Bye. 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 Bye.